Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti slut shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti-slut-shaming podcast. I am Corinne. I'm Christina. Hello. Hello. Everything's great. Yes. Uh, you know, I was having like a a sex-like desert yes. for a little bit. Yes. I blew Steven the other day, and it was so Meaning good. yesterday? <laughs> yeah. You no, did- actually, it was like a couple days ago. Oh, I thought you announced that you were going to blow him. Oh, no, that was yesterday after he lost his gig. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I actually didn't. Oh, nice. <laughs> Sorry, Steven. Okay, so a few days before that, you also yeah. blew him. Well, because I was uh, sitting in the sexless desert, and I was like, I, I got to, I want to feel like a woman. And I was like, I, I was like, get up, get to the bed. And I, like, I blew him. Mm-hmm. And it was a really good job. Like, a really good job. Yeah, because you had saved up, and then you were ready. Exactly. And then I did give it. Give it your all. And then he did it. And then I was like, and then that was it. I just blew him in my clothes, and I was like, all right, let's go watch TV. I'm satisfied. Oh. Because I think I had to go. Uh-huh. I forget. Because he's very like, let me make you come. Let me make but I was like, no. Yeah. Let's just leave this at that. Because this gives me joy. <laughs> I wish you guys saw the hand motions that Christina was making right now. <laughs> no, no, no. They were really, really good. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, oh, let's promote some stuff off the top. That yeah. I was, we were supposed to do first, but I was like, blowjob. I gave a blowjob. No, this is fun. Uh, so this is Corinne. It's July. It's going to be hot. Um, Wednesday, July 22nd, if you're not doing anything uh, at 8 p.m. Uh, my good friend Jonesy's in back from L.A. for just a couple days, and I really miss him. So we're doing uh, a one one night only reincarnation of our old show, Free Cocaine, cool. uh, at Brit Pack, um, 8 p.m. on Wednesday the 22nd, and that's like downtown. Uh, and then Friday, uh, July 24th, is the one year anniversary of Blair Saki and I's Nacho Bitches. It's gonna be amazing. Yamanika Saunders from Funny Girls is going to be on the show and then hopefully a lot of other amazing guests who have been really nice to us over the past year um, and that's it. Use code Yay. Nacho for discount tickets. Uh, if you are in New York City Tuesday, July 28th, Wendy Starling and I, who has been on the podcast, are producing a new monthly show. This is actually the first installment of it. It's called Glamour Puss and it's at the Zinc Bar which used to be the old Boston Comedy Club. It used to be right below that and Etta James used to go there and sing. It's like this really classy jazz part. Sarah um, Silverman used to bark, bark for that club. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and Chappelle started there. Mm-hmm. So many people started there. But anyway, it's such a beautiful room. And tickets are going to be $10 bucks, uh, online. We'll post the link and $15 in advance. Tuesday, July 28th at 7.30 at Zinc Bar, 82 West 3rd Street. And we really hope to see you there because it's going to be a really good show. Oh, fucking. <laughs> you know what I mean? So have you been keeping up with all the Bill Cosby bullshit? Uh, yes. And I, I really appreciate people that are still like, hey, guys, he's a rapist. Like, John Apatow is such an avid speaker upper about mm-hmm. this shit, which I really, really appreciate. And I think it's funny how people bought, brought up, it was brought up a deposition that took place a long time ago that he, where he admitted that he gave drugs to women for sex. Yes. And now everybody's like, oh. Mm-hmm. So the 45 women who came forth with identical stories mm-hmm. didn't get your attention but mm-hmm. now him saying because i feel like at this point he was at home watching this whole thing unfold watching the news and he was probably thinking like why doesn't anybody believe these women 
are you fucking serious like i did it i raped him um do you think that was really his thought process no but i'm like how could he he had to have been thinking that i think because at a certain point so someone in up. his personal life 45 was, women came forward was just like yo bro you need to do this well there's a uh, there was some, a lot of tweets going around and I, yeah, I get all my news from twitter there's a lot of bill cosby supporters too which i fucking don't get it's okay to admit that he's a rapist and a great comedian um, I, I think that's he's he is both yeah, uh, I think it's okay to meet that because those two things are separated. And we had there this are. conversation yesterday. We went to the old stand-up New York labs, and uh, I had noticed that they took down the Bill Cosby album from the, the the Wall of Cosby albums. And I agree with that decision. I don't think. Yeah. I think he is a great comedian, but he he lost. I mean, his I look at him there. and I see rape now. Yeah, it, I enjoyed the you Cosby lost, show. You lost. You lost the. There's no. You undid the good you did with your comedy by doing. Yeah. What you did. I'm sorry. And that's the same way I feel about Chris Brown. I think some of his songs are good. To They sound good in my ear hole, but I absolutely don't think he should be played on the radio. I, I yeah. I, I don't agree. think so. And there was a wonderful guy on Twitter named Mark Lamont Hill, so I, who I started following because he just had a lot of amazing things to say uh, about it. And he's kind of, he's a, he's a commentator on CNN and host of BET News and HuffPost Live. Uh, and he was kind of saying like, why does someone have to admit they raped people for you to believe that they rape people? Because if we're going by yeah. those standards, there'd be a lot of rapists walking around who never paid the consequences for that. Yeah. He, he tweeted rape culture equals needing Cosby to admit he's guilty before we believe it. If that's the standard, almost no one would be guilty of rape. And he has a lot of good conversations. And I, what I love is he's a young black man. And unfortunately I think it's, really important uh that it has to be a black guy yeah it has to be a black guy a lot of comics i know Mm -hmm. a lot of black comics that i know yeah will defend him because he's black yeah and they they honestly like the one guy i don't want to say his name but he was telling me he's like i can't believe it i cannot allow myself to believe that he is that monster right and i was like yeah but dude he is yeah and as valuable as your childhood is i think the fact that these these women's like deflowering not deflowering but like I don't even know the word. I mean, look, it's a kind of, this is a very, this is like a 0.0008% of the example that I'm mm-hmm. trying to, but remember when we go to the comedy, uh, we went to the comic strip years ago or the mm-hmm. um, comedy store mm-hmm. and we saw a lineup and it was three hours of comedians. There was one woman and she was oh, the one that wasn't funny. I like you were like years ago. Yeah. A couple, well, like two, two years, years ago. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two or three years ago. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of like, I don't. Part, there's a part of me that doesn't want to admit that she wasn't funny because she was the only girl. But the, but the other 90% of me yeah. is like, she wasn't fucking funny, man. Yeah, I had and no she, problem And she happened it, to be the only girl. But woman. it hurt my soul yeah. that it was true. Yeah. And I, I we got in a big heated fight about this on, you know, some private lady, lady board where comedians talk. And someone posted that. And I'm just like, no, Christine and I were at a show where yeah. there was only, because people were complaining that there wasn't enough, enough women on this uh, comedy store lineup. And I was just like, women just like men need to earn their place on that lineup and if there is not a woman on a night that is good enough who is available to perform then there should not be a woman on the lineup well yeah don't because then what's happening is you're putting her on the lineup uh, maybe she's an experience it's like when i walked into the comic strip for the first time in my fucking life and i got an audition i did not deserve that audition i was wearing a crop top and the owner was a fucking perv yeah that's why i got that audition and then they I see aud- you when you're not ready. and i auditioned and i sucked because i was a year and a half into comedy mm-hmm. like this shit happens mm-hmm. But yeah, like the the one woman on the lineup out of three hours of comedians kind of sucked. Yeah. And everybody else was amazing. Yeah. 
it's not be- but it's not because she's a woman i mean she might have gotten opportunities sooner because mm-hmm. she's a woman but it's not she's not unfunny because she's a woman but we're also smart enough to know that so yeah i i, I fear for the rest believe me a, it, a lot of others it hurt oh. it probably hurt us more than it hurt any of you in the <laughs> audience <laughs> yeah it sucked was not good but anyway because you feel like I, I feel like male comedians when they see a male comedian on stage they don't feel like that male is representative of their place in comedy but a lot of times when i see a woman on a show uh bomb i'm like fuck yeah that is affecting me getting booked because a lot pretty of people directly a lot of people are stupid so they're gonna see the one woman on the lineup not funny and they're going women are funny exactly and, and men and women still say that i'm like oh, shut the fuck up you yeah. know that's not true you're mm-hmm. ignorant if you really think that's true you're a stupid person and your opinions don't deserve to be heard. men have just been like kind of been it's been like quote unquote acceptable for men to be doing stand-up comedy longer it's also why men are kind of uh thought of as being like better at baseball like they just have more opportunities <laughs> oh, to fucking play it yeah and they're physically stronger but yeah, yeah. But girls playing against girls like there's amazing uh, oh, yeah. girls i can't play against guys because of the physical thing right but right, like right, right. just no one is really giving a sh- you know Play where's the league of their own oh great movie great movie god damn it let's interview rosie o'donnell i would love to okay i'll call her we <laughs> tweeted her before she oh, just we didn't have? respond eh, yeah she's busy she's got she's got shit going on i guess it's busy rose rose if you're out there you guys know our uh our, our Ro. Ro. i was like rd i was like no Ro. there's Ro. no before oh there. my god harriet the spy was like my favorite movie oh, in the world can you read an email that I really like that we got? Yes, I certainly can. Oh, still, still thinking about that blowjob that I gave. Really good job, Christina. <laughs> really doing, doing, yeah, really outdid yourself on this one. This is the part of the podcast where I just talk to myself while Corinne looks to the inbox. All right. Uh, the subject line is never had good sex. Please advise. And this was so urgent that the person didn't even have the time to fully type out, please. It's just PLS. It's urgent. Please. Uh, Hello, Corinne and Christina. I have known for a long time that I've never had good sex. Listening to your podcast has helped me to come to terms with my feelings of shame around sex and recognize that it is okay for me to want good, fun, satisfying sex. Hell yeah. Can you read the following and see if you can help me get started? Okay. The deets in bold and italics. This is a guy. This is from a guy. Mm -hmm. 23, male, hetero in Atlanta, Georgia. Hi. Point two. Had sex with a total of four different women. Next point. Had sex approximately 20 times total in my life. Yes, only 20. (laughs) Whatever. Who cares? (laughs) Most of the sex I have had is with my girlfriend from high school, and most of that was in cars, parentheses, ew. Uh, I fucked in so many vans. Yeah, that's really fun. Uh, I got genital herpes at 19 years old with the second girl I had sex with. Ah, damn it. (laughs) Wah, wah. (laughs) (laughs) Wah, wah. I play guitar, ride mountain bikes, and I love funk. Uh, slash soul slash groove slash jazz music fuck yeah you do that's fucking stuff right there yeah uh i have an engineering job that pays well and i live in a nice part of the city i go out pretty frequently with friends Mm, my panties are getting yeah (laughs) i'm listening uh i generally don't like bars and clubs unless there is something fun such as comedy or live music uh the the herpes diagnosis devastated me it took me until last uh, just last year to fully appreciate myself and research the herpes condition to realize that herpes is not a big deal all caps and that i deserve to be loved of course you do i shook my finger during that part yes you did Uh, i tell everyone that i might have sex with that i have herpes even though it does not affect my day-to-day life because they deserve to know 
Uh, besides, it is a part of my past and who I am. BT dubs, I would love it if you guys had a talk about herpes and HPV on your podcast. It's coming up. Uh, I have had sex a couple of times recently, and while it was cool, it did just... It just didn't satisfy me. Uh, I just have this feeling of needing more. I want it to be more intense, deeper. The closest I ever got to good sex was with my girlfriend in high school. I was in love with her. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding. Yeah. Uh, we had sex only a dozen times total over a period of a couple months after losing our virginities to each other before we broke up and went to different colleges. Being with her was intense, intimate, scary. If we had one more time to get past the awkward, what am I doing part of learning about sex, I think sex with her would have been really good. What are your thoughts? Do I need to be in love to have great sex? What do you think I can do to have great uh, sex sometime soon? <laughs> <laughs> like tomorrow, maybe. My Picture is attached. If you read this on the podcast, so cute. please don't use my last name. I'm not ready to be famous. <laughs> I love you for many reasons. One of them is that you fucking tell people if you have an STD, you fucking tell the people you're about to fuck. Yeah, be honest. I the herpes thing is interesting because I had a conversation with a comedian that uh, was on Tinder and he was swiping, 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 swiping left, swiping right, and he's like, this one girl I was talking to and I really liked her. She's really hot, but she told me that she had herpes and I was like fuck that and I go are you fucking serious Mm -hmm. she had the decency to you know how many people you fucked that have herpes and Mm -hmm. you just have no idea because Mm -hmm. they don't have the decency to tell you Mm -hmm. this girl not only is she's outright with it from the very beginning so what kind of what does that say about her as a person this is a lot about her as a person right you absolutely swipe right or whatever the fuck direction it is to say yes because that's that's such a valuable quality and obviously you can have sex when you have the herpes virus and there's not having an outbreak it's not trans you can't transmit it you have to be having an outbreak with skin to skin contact Uh uh-huh that i know for sure because i read it um on a lot of websites and my gynecologist told me right um so i respect that if a guy has herpes or a girl has herpes and then they tell me i kind of respect them more because it's something completely doable you can get around i don't know why herpes is the fucking like I don't know. It makes everybody skin crawly. Ugh, so it's like the Scarlet A. See, I agree with uh, what you said. I agree with the rationale. I agree that that is amazing that these people are coming forth with it. But as far as the comic you're talking about, if we're on Tinder and I have a choice of a bazillion people, am I going to yeah. choose the person with herpes? Absolutely not. That's honestly, there's no, because there's just not. The thing is, I think you were saying it like as far as it was like on the profile where I was like, I have herpes. I don't think well, that's what it wasn't there. Yeah. No, she was talking to him. Like if I had, I think it's something that you, br- that you have to bring up at a specific time. And unfortunately, I don't think it's something that you can present right away. But I don't they've think been talking for like a month. Yeah. But I, I think they would need to have met in person. Like it, it gets to the moment where, okay, sex is definitely something on the table. It's the same as if you're a woman with a child, when do you bring that up? But I think you bring up child? the child. I would bring up the child before the herpes. Honestly. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, herpes is like any, like, there are so many STDs that you have that lay dormant in your system for the rest of your life. Herpes, is there a bug? No, 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 no. There's a hair that was in my mouth. Herpes is just one that everyone freaks out over because you can visit one. It's one of the STDs that you can visibly see. But people have outbreaks once a week for a year right. and they never have it again the like, problem with herpes is though you always have the herpes even if the outbreak isn't there right. it's always yeah of course. it's always there so that's scary because if you're gonna get something that's something that you're always gonna have like uh gonorrhea chlamydia those are kind of like 
quote unquote grosser, but you can get rid of them. Like yeah, people, but- it's 2015. People aren't dying of them. I, I I absolutely agree with you, and I think people with herpes deserve love. And I would, if I met an amazing person and they said they had herpes, uh, I wouldn't not date that person. But even if they weren't amazing, even if you just wanted to fuck them. Just not for a casual it. fuck, I wouldn't. Hmm. Honestly, I, I would not worth I it. I mean, it would be. I mean, if because if he's open enough to talk about it with me, then obviously he's open enough to be like, yo, you bring a hundred percent. And that's why it's a person for a relationship. But for me, if I'm just having casual sex, it would it would ruin the casual sex for me. And I know this is not the answer be, that people want well, to hear. It's not the PC answer, but that's my answer. A hundred percent. Well. My answer would be, let's fucking talk about it. Yeah, but this, this is, uh, the, but the this good email, sex. there's a lot of questions. Yeah. The, this email is about great sex. Not so much about like I know. herpes, but I just, I just wanted to say oh, yeah. that I think it's something that we haven't talked about yet, but I yeah. think it's so important to bring it up. No, but then if you told me after we had sex that we had herpes, I would fucking murder you in your apartment. So yeah. also don't do that. Um, but yeah, uh, great sex. How do you have great sex? Can you have great sex when you're not in love? Yeah. Yes. Yes. But you have to be in the moment. But it's not as great as the greatest sex you'll have when you're in love, and always and never and never compare those two. I think I mean pretty much hands in everyone I talk to the yeah. most amazing sex that you have when you are in love, and compare it to the most amazing sex you have when you're not in love. It's they're different. Uh, but sex in lust, like sex with animal buddies that I've had, oh, yeah. that's really good. But yeah, the sex that I have, yeah, when you're in it love, it feels is- different though. It's like it's one in the one part you're feeling a very like it's a very physical amazingness to the sex, and then the other one it's it's complete. There's yeah. like an intimacy. So I think there's, oh, yeah. they're kind of just two different two categories different of sex. But also if you're, if to, how do you have better sex? I think, I mean, that's a lo- really loaded question. Cause I don't know how you're fucking, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of it involves being present in the moment. Yeah. I think that's so key. Cause I think half the reason why every, so many times girls get hit on at bars by guys who just kind of spit out shit and the mm-hmm. girl's making it very clear that she doesn't want to talk to you, but the guy keeps talking. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of that is because the guy's nervous and he's like, I'm talking to a girl, I'm talking to a girl, all this shit, I'm talking to a girl. Yeah. And obviously it's not every case, well, but that's what I've noticed now. fucking observant. Yeah. If someone's giving you off signals, and if they're not making eye contact, leave them the fuck alone. And You're making it worse. Yeah. And it took me a while to realize that making noise, like the noise that you feel you want to make mm-hmm. helps. Like I was a silent fucker for the first like. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. I'd say definitely for my first boyfriend. Not as much for my second, but the first boyfriend, I just didn't say anything because I was so fucking nervous. Yeah. But that, that, that took the pleasure out of it a lot. Like, I, it, if it doesn't sound a little bit like a tennis match, you're not doing it right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> am I crying? No, it's fine. Go away. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. Uh, be present. Go slow. Take your time. No, notice what, how the other person is reacting when you yeah. do things with your body. Yeah. That's so important. Oh my God. So honestly, I wouldn't, wait, if you're trying to have good sex don't have sex completely in the dark yeah or and fuck around you can fuck around before you fuck like date i'm talking like separately like take it slow take it slow foreplay 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 (laughs) get to know the person's body yeah um and you do need to know a little bit about them if you're having trouble there's there's two ways i think there's to go into it either don't know anything about them and go crazy (laughs) or get to know them a little bit so you can feel them out yeah just like like, i don't know like one dinner that's gonna be weird yeah Unless you're like completely gaga over each other the whole night. Oh, in that case, it's cute. In that case, it'll take care of itself. Don't yeah. we help you? 
I hope we did. Yeah, I hope Get we out did. there and fuck. Wear a condom. You're cute. Like your sweatshirt. Yeah, nice dude. Thanks for writing <laughs> Wear us. that sweatshirt always. Yeah. <laughs> Wear that sweatshirt while you fucking and you can't go wrong. It doesn't even matter if you have your eyes open or closed. And you're a good person. Don't let my personal uh, bias against uh, fucking people for one night stands with herpes. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, that's your choice. You're, you're doing the, the right thing. You you're doing the right thing. Yeah, seriously. Absolutely. Oh, my God. This interview is so good this is a person who we we should have had on honestly like episode two yeah and then we just didn't because i feel like the moment had to be just right yeah and i think we need jimmy fela today more than we've ever needed him we do he brings the truth. A fucking light he is honest he is one of uh one of the people who have been better to christine and i than any other person in comedy and we are forever indebted to him we love him we love his wife we love his child oh we love the new dog i didn't meet it yet but i love that really cute love the old dog may he rest in peace really cute dog (laughs) you guys made a very cute kid um ladies and gentlemen he's a comic he's an author he was a cab driver and he is a little quiet, so it was hard to get this interview. I know. We're him. like, can you talk, Jimmy? God. <laughs> Please give it up for Jimmy, Jimmy Fayler. Wide in the face area. It's a weird thing. Eastern European. Yeah, Jimmy, guys, real wide in the face. That's I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Weirds me out, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Is the guy with the wide face going to be there? <laughs> We're here with Jimmy Fela. Oh, oh, Jim, shit. where do we even begin with you? This is a big deal. You are no my mentor, here. my first mentor. Yeah, this wow. is the first man to bring me up at a bringer show. As comics. I was a funked comics. As wow. comics. Yes. <laughs> really? Remember that? Yeah, I, I do remember that. I was driving a cab back then. Oh, that's right. Which says a lot about where you were at in the business. I was back. so impressed <laughs> by you. You were taking advice from a guy who was driving no- 16 hours a day. <laughs> I didn't know you were driving a cab Community at that point. college graduate with an associate's. Oh, hey, saying a prayer. Yeah, that's good for you. And comics. Good for you. I'm three credits shy of a bachelor's. And it says a lot about comics that they were employing all of us. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that was sweet of them. Or making us beg our friends to spend $50 so that we can just get six minutes, please. I just need six minutes. That was a fun set. It was great. I mean, some enemies beforehand, but you know. Did I bring you up on like a Sunday? Uh, Probably. No, it wasn't a Sunday. Because that's the one thing about when you first do and bring your shows that nobody mentions. Everybody bitches about the people you've got to bring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody mentions the circumstance. Yeah, I think but, it was a weeknight because I remember staying up really late, right, typing out my whole set the night before. But, and then all my gay friends came at a huge <laughs> table and sat and it was so happy. And then my roommates showed up, actually, even though they were horrible people. They uh, did show up. So my first my first bringing show was at Caroline's at noon on a Sunday. Oof. And I made the unforgivable. I did this. I want to own this right now. And I'm not happy with it. I'm not, it's like the low point of my this life. This is a shame. Everybody has a shameful bringer. I know. <laughs> Zone. But, but I did mine in sandals. Ooh, oh, Jimmy. I, honestly, no one even what believes me. No one believes oh, me. Oh, I believe you. You know what happened? When I started, I was dating a girl uh, who, worked, who worked at the Ar- Armani Exchange. Girl, oh, she's a black girl. She's a cool girl. Okay. But she used to do that Money thing exchange. where they would just bring you clothes. Okay. It's like, these are linen pants. They were $4. Oh, that's awesome. So I went through like that phase. Uh, did you wear linen pants? You don't I have wore, a linen pant body. I, you need to know this. In Long Island, you I wore, wore 
<laughs> fucking so that douchebag with the First boat all, shoes. You can't impersonate. No, no, no boat shoes. You had no the boat, boat shoes, but no, no boat. boat. Yeah, I rented a pontoon once. <laughs> all for, right. For that <laughs> but I, hold on, and I want to say this. If you, you can't impersonate Long Island Girl's accent, they actually don't sound like your impersonation. They sound like me. Like the chicks I dated growing up sound like me. They sound like dudes from Staten Island. They're hot. Yeah. But it's a freaky like voicemail. If they get a look, hey, Jimbo, you know, my parents are away. Say you in town, I'm rolling in. What's going on, JF? You got a girl calling you JF, it's not sexy. But hold on a second. Aww. So this girl, Margo, right? She worked in the Ronnie Exchange. She was just giving me clothes, like on the cheap. And my first gig, I mean this. Um, I wore white linen pants, black oh. leather Armani sandals, oh. and a funky like brown linen flowy shirt. It was unforgivable. I looked like I was saying mass on a beach. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> you were like a guy from Kansas went to the Bahamas for the oh first time after he got a bonus. And you, <laughs> like, like I just I actually, you know how much your first set means to you? Yeah. Like it means. I remember so much. every second of it. Yeah. Everything. It is like it's it's like your second birth canal. Yeah. Because you never look at life again. You never look at life the same way. Again. Yeah, that's true. And um, I actually remember making a physical effort to destroy that tape. I knew it was wrong the minute I saw it. I knew it was that wrong. <laughs> oh my god, it's pretty wrong, man. What were the topics you were talking about in that outfit? It seems like the only two things that's could be thing. date rape and flute music. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you're accusing me of not having written a new joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's fine. I'm just gonna go with it. It's a tough crowd, and it's fine. <laughs> um, no, I, my first set was bizarre. I used to have this girl. Uh, the girl that I was dating, uh-huh. um, like had I was I had platinum blonde hair. Oh, it's embarrassing. It's not Jimmy. the same guy. The, kudos to you so for admitting. I know, and I was I, exactly, <laughs> and I was doing jokes about um, looking like Lance Bass from Insync. <laughs> yeah, it was, that it was a different time. Yeah, and it was a different like it was a different thing too yeah. because he wasn't out yet. You know, and right, it's, it's really right, funny right. that I was comparing myself to Lance because I'm clearly like the Joey Fatone. Yeah, you know actually, I mean? you're very That's, Joey. Fatone. I, I look like the old guy in the boy band now. <laughs> yeah, like you why is I mean? he here? Yeah, yeah. I look like that dad. Yeah, you know that. You know every prom picture. Every prom picture is like that one table photo where there's yeah. clearly a married man with kids that went to the prom with one of the girls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like everybody's a junior, 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 and there's a teamster. There's an actual man with a union job. There's Ooh, always someone yeah. who develops too early. That's like my friend Manny at my sweet sixteen. He was getting served no id <laughs> i was like you're the best yeah i didn't know what a period was till i was in like ninth grade but a girl, oh really but but a girl in my third grade class an italian chick jeanette got her period in third grade and i, I heard third about it grade? i just didn't know what it was for another six years oh how old are you nine you're nine you turn nine in third grade Oh, that's young. She went to the nurse. Aww. And I heard like her saying. Because her vagina was bleeding. Yeah, there, there, there it is. Were you like, there it is. Well, I mean, well, it's still real. You know what I'm saying? And uh, the day I got my period was the worst day of my life. Is that a rough life. one? Oh, God. I just had to deal with my mom going, oh, my God, you're a woman. Is, I'm like, shut up, mom. Do Fuck you get you. that? I was just going to ask you that because I have a six-year-old kid um, and he's he lost a, a tooth. Boy. Oh, he is, did. Is it the same? But is it the same? He's going to get his period <laughs> one Thanks day. If correction. he gets his period, we're in trouble. Yeah, you got to call somebody. But let's have this talk. Hold on. Yeah. Because you know it's like a big milestone for the kid. <laughs> yeah. He's got a lost and, tooth. And when you make a big deal out of it, he's like, okay, this is a big deal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And he remembers it. But does your period represent but that? But there was no? some it, girls. Womanhood. womanhood some yes. girls were really jazzed about it in that way. I was horrified. I did not want it to happen. It yeah. meant the end it, of my life. The end of childhood. You got to throw yep. out toys and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, there was blood yep. all over my dress. I just went up and I was. I just didn't want my dad to. I was just like, I don't want to talk about this with anybody. I was yeah. still the same person I am today. <laughs> I went up. To, I like went up to my room with my hand over my forehead, and then I like <laughs> emerged later to eat reheated tacos, and then I went back. Like I was like, I can't discuss this. That's a funny parallel because does that is, is reheated tacos? Did that stay in your routine? 
don't I don't specifically mean reheated tacos, but that type of eating when you're when you have your period. Um, I comfort. Oh God, well, you I need, just give myself permission to eat whatever I want. Okay, and I am hungry. I do eat more meat during my period because you're lacking the iron. Okay, so yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, taco. <laughs> okay, now taco. that I got I'm you not guys, a big meat eater normally. Now that I roped you into talking about your period, I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna do some airline stuff. Yeah, yeah, and definitely. We're gonna get out of here. You totally we're should. Gonna, we're gonna <laughs> yeah. bang this right Wham, out bam, of here. Thank you, ma'am. You guys go. are gonna love my Schwarzenegger. By the way. <laughs> we're gonna have a great day. When, when when you found out what a period was in ninth grade, because when I was a kid, I remember a boy said to me, "Well, when I was like." probably six and it scarred me i'll never forget it he was like well yeah well you're gonna get a period where you pee out of your butt so <laughs> and i was like that's gonna happen to me oh no like when you found out what a period was in ninth grade what did you think i felt bad for Jeanette because like by then <laughs> oh, i Jeanette. was a little older yeah and like i could handle the the, the idea because i had taken like a health class but yeah. in third grade, Jeanette, who just Poor all of a sudden is yeah, just dropping. That's a lot for Jeanette to handle that young. And then she wound up, she did wind up having a kid in like ninth grade. Oh, She banged one out. She nice kid, too. Nice kid. She Jeanette. was cool. What is, what is she doing now? Uh, she's dead. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know, but I know the kid is, I know the kid is like... It's weird, but kids, you know people your age that have like 21-year-olds. It's weird. It blows your mind. I saw someone at the show Wait, recently. Wait, not my You know age. people my age? Well, not, no, hold on. Your age, maybe. I'm th- oh, that's, yeah, I'm that's 38. pushing it. We're, that uh, well, there's an age difference there's here. That, that's going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, How old are you? I'm 38 for real. For 38, real. okay. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say this. Rather than doing a joke about my age that's clearly from my act, let's move on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're not doing Don't comics do bits, unleashed dude. here. Only no, original course, material here, know, only exclusives. Only, we're only that close. Out of the book. Um, <laughs> but hold on a second. I was going to say this. There was something, there was actually something worth well, saying. For the first saying, time in this broadcast, I felt God, like there was something was worth like, saying. Oh. I'm kidding, um, you guys. When we're talking about periods, uh-huh. what did you think when you first, what did you think when you first found out what a period was? In oh, what did I That was the original. Like, what did you think when you were like, that's what that is? You felt bad for Jeanette. You Okay. Yeah. Well, that's where we were in all honesty that when I knew, when I found out what it was, that was the first time I knew what the implications of sex were. Ah. Like I was having it before then, but I didn't know, but I didn't know what was on the line. Once you find that out, fucking sense. Hold uh, this is what happened. We can get into this in a minute, but hold on. Okay, um, you're gonna be the whole, with la, what last what last week's episode. Let was. me give you an example. Let me give you this an example. Guy. And you're like, this, this will happen. Be, uh, hold on for a second. But all I'm gonna say is, when you found out that menstruation meant you could now get a girl pregnant, right? That became the thing. Like you know, now people, I think in adult life, you just want to sleep with people, and like the 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 pre qualifiers are, you want to know they don't have any diseases or they're yeah. married or anything like that. Back then, that was a thing you wanted to know, but it was like you couldn't really open with, like you couldn't ask. Right. You know. <laughs> My what name's I mean? Tanya. I'm disease free. No just, husbands. But you would bring up like, yeah, I had to buy, uh, I had to buy like tampons for my sister yeah. just to see if she'd throw something in. Like, oh, I use, you know. Oh, right. And then you'd be like, oh, you could, you know, be careful here. But uh, <laughs> oh my god. No, when I pregnant. when I was in seventh when I was in uh, seventh grade going into eighth was the first time I had sex with a girl. Damn. Um, how old is how how old is you, Dan? That's funny. I know you really are like thirteen, but what happened oh, was it wasn't damn. like it wasn't my thing. It wasn't my show. I didn't have like <laughs> I didn't have any pimp game or anything like that. Uh, this is like back when I was really? like I used to back then I was riding bikes with chicks. Like that's what went on. And like it, they were on the handlebars? No, no, there was no I didn't have that kind you of You were on the handlebars? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but I had a girl who grew up down the block from me. Her parents got divorced. So she moved down to Florida. Mm-hmm. But the summer of 7th going into 8th, she she came up and spent the summer at her dad's house to visit. And we just spent the summer riding bikes and make out with her. I didn't do anything because I just wasn't doing that. I, didn't yeah. have, I was making out with chicks. Uh, but that was it. That was where it was. And uh, on the last day of summer, she like kind of gave me the marching order. She's like, I'm leaving tomorrow. We're going to do this. 
I was like, we're going to do what? Like, I, I literally, like... No physical touching It was like up until that point. No, it was really like, I don't know. It was almost, it was very clinical. It was like being in the lab, like a science lab. Like, and like, there was just a demonstration going on. Yeah. And she kind of handled the whole thing. But what happened was, we, we, <laughs> we, we told my parents, we're like, yeah, hey, we're going uh, behind the school to watch the sunset. You know, you think you're suave when you're a kid. Yeah. Even though you're not smoking They'll weed. They'll never know. Even when you, though you're not smoking weed, when you're a kid trying to get away with shit, your parents look at you like we look at stone people. Yeah. Because they see right through it. Like, yeah. I know when my kid's lying, and it horrifies me because now I realize my parents knew every lie I told. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But um, I was like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to watch the sunset. And we got a, I need a beach blanket. We took a beach blanket. We went behind a school. And she just took over the show. I did not have nothing to do with it. You just laid there. Uh, listen, once it got Not like going, a fish, but like if just, she... Yeah, because like, a girl can literally just lay there, but a guy, you need to... No, no, if you throw her on top, she... Stand she, at she, attention. No, if you throw her yeah. on... Yeah, but that's yeah. what I mean. Like, you throw her on top, she kind of ran the show. Yeah. And what happened was... I got this. When I, like, mustered up the courage to, like, you know... Go fucking real R and B. Yeah, know, I have a little soul. You know, yeah, you I have do. some soul. I have a little swag. You you introduced me to Gil Scott Heron. And there it is. Gil, that's so true, man. Dude, Whitey on the Moon. Whitey on. Do you know anything about Whitey on the Moon? No, because we were oh, listening to Yoko Ono, and then but you did do some. You you did did something where you transformed into a black man in the car. Okay, that's important. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a road trip thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think this is one thing people people say a lot of negative things about schizophrenia. <laughs> I don't really know. Does, and I don't know what. On like a four hundred mile road trip, schizophrenia is your friend. Let's get that out of the way. Yeah. I mean, oh. I believe we drove to. Maine and I didn't say one word. That was but there was never wow. silence. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing well, coming. Go ahead. So, so hold on. So wait, this girl. So right as I got into like, I'm gonna take this over mode. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. run this show. Yeah. I was singing Run This it's Town my tonight turn. before Rihanna. I'm singing Run This Town tonight. As I kind of went to make that move, three kids I grew up with hopped the fence oh, and saw up. what was going on. And it became like fucking folklore. Cause like nobody back then was feeling up girls. Yo, and like I got Jamie caught getting laid. So it happened is like after that happened like when you went back to school a week later and people knew that it really did give you like this Marco Polo type of thing of like panache where people like yo you've been to the Orient you know what I mean? Yeah. They wanted to know things. You they got thought respect. I, they thought I had like pelts and spices. And then I really did. <laughs> I did so much better with girls as like a kid than I deserved just because of that. Because wow. you had like that badass like mystery thing going on. precedes you. Wow. At, at the time. Yeah. And, um, yeah. It was That's really, interesting. It was really wild. So, but, but now understand that I did that and didn't know what a period was. It had, right. I didn't know that there was anything like to think that at that age. I could have had a child. Yeah. It's That's the American school blown. system failing you, <laughs> there, Jimmy. It's Levittown specifically. Yeah. <laughs> Just Levittown. don't have sex. That's all I'm going to tell you, class. <laughs> That's so, all this. You're talking a little bit about having demons. So, so your reputation was helping you get girls at a young age. Uh, Christina mentioned like being surprised about you not having game. I don't think you have any game. No, that's good. I like but that. But what I do think you have, and this is how I think <laughs> that's part of the you magic probably trick. get girls, is because you're like a savvy businessman. Uh-huh. And you're like a wheeler and dealer. So like uh-huh. you're not going to take no for an answer. Do you think that's how you get girls? Or what is no, your approach? No, definitely not. Like back, no. back then. No, um, like anytime. Like now. Like what's the... I well, mean, now there's really I know no you're approach. Married, now you know like, what it is now. And, and I think Jenny would tell you this. Like now as a married person, really you're just fishing and throwing them back. It's like yeah. you see buying signs from a girl. You get validation and go home. Yeah, I've, I've witnessed this where a lot. Some girls, I'm, I'll be with you, and a girl, not a lot, but it's happened a few times where I'm like, that's hilarious. A girl will get wasted and like cling to you, and you're like, hey, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I gotta do this. I gotta go away. I, I, I appreciate I... you leaving out the part. 
part that they have Down syndrome. Nice. <laughs> you well, kind of picked know, me up where Corinne like shoved me write. down, and that's fine. You like what you write. I wasn't shoving you down. I oh. like you, Jimmy. Oh, Corinne, <laughs> group hug. Uh, no, I think I think back. I think back in the day, and this is where we really should focus. Um, I think back in the day, because I was a fat kid growing up. Oh, really? Not like cir- fat? not circus fat. Like a big kid, like two, like two hundred circus. Fat? Circus fat is like they have an ass in the front. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, Where it's a pooch. Poop. they could sit facing either way. Like <laughs> no, I don't know that. But I was like a big kid, man. And um, you know, I was kind of. I guess I was kind of funny in school. Whatever level of intellect I have now doesn't. Yeah. I, I had when I was twelve. So whatever I'm you doing haven't right now, more. I don't think I've evolved on it. Like I think I might know more about like politics or global finance or something, but I don't think I know anything else intellectually beyond that. Yeah, and I wow. think that was a big advantage that you could talk to them uh, at, at 12, like you could talk to them now. Yeah. And I think the pimp game really was just like getting laughs and having fun. I think it was just selling a good time. Yeah. Now I, I mean this. I really don't. If you say like, oh, you don't have a pimp game, I, I appreciate that because it, it means I'm not being like a, a shitty person. Yeah, no, oh, no, no. no. I feel creepy. like no, I'm capable. But I feel of it. like you could convince me, like if I you're the the type of guy who I feel like if I was like, nah, I'm not feeling it by the end of the night, you could convince me to go out with you. And that's what I mean by yeah, that. Yeah, okay, and that's, that's a good cool. quality. It's like a hard worker. Yeah. But I, it's not, this is what's weird. Cause I totally buy the persistence thing, but what happens now is because you are married, um, you're, you're really, your mind isn't configured to approach conversations the same way anymore. Yeah. It's that's really what happens in terms of like the flirty, like if it's the opposite sex. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens. You have blinders because your right? goal isn't fucking. Yeah, your girl like really not to fuck these right. girls. So what happens is like, um, even if you see a girl she's really hot, yeah, like sometimes after a show you're getting like clear buying signs that you now don't notice till the next day. When oh. you're in like conquistador mode, <laughs> you're really listening to conversations. That's what I find now is like mm-hmm. as a married dude, you're not listening as intently and getting home still sounds cooler than getting laid. Yeah. Because getting laid, just a lot of logistics, pain in the yeah. ass, who cares? Ted Alexandra has a, a bit about that where Does there was he? like a hot girl after a show and uh-huh. he was, just, and she was like, was offering him like Coke and like. <laughs> and, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know his, yeah, yeah, his first stop was home. Coca-Cola. He was driving her home and then he was just like, no. He's, here's that pussy you ordered 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Like I've I've had that happen. Yeah. Like where someone's talking to me after a show and I do look at my watch and like yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't even want to entertain this conversation. Right. Because like I'll like sometimes How do you end it? Because um, you're so nice. Oh, I do, you know what my favorite thing to do at a club is? My favorite, I'll always be like, hey, do me a favor. I gotta go sign out. You know what I mean? Or yeah. they, they give me a hard time about talking you to people. Say, I'll see you, you guys at the bar. You're good at ambiguously leaving. That's like, it. That's you're where you're really the, good at that. That's where it. It's not an Irish goodbye. It's a Jewish goodbye. Right. I involve finance. <laughs> and I fucking leave. Like I gotta do something. How like long that. have you been married? Uh, for real, for real, nine years. We'll be married ten next year. And your son is six. Lincoln Fail, a six-year-old oh, kid. Oh, cute kid. Good Happy. kid. He's a good dude. And now, one of the things that you brought up before this that was interesting is how how does sex change? Oh wow! From having a kid. To not, I mean, I've noticed a difference in my sex life from just four years yeah, yeah. of like, you got to have it. Oh my God. Every night, if we don't have sex, this is a waste of a night. Like that <laughs> used to be my attitude. And now I'm like, Hey, you want to fuck or what Okay. We well you just answered the question. So no, I'm kidding. That's not what it is. No, what it is when you have a kid specifically is your, your access to each other in that way is like really limited. So it. It adds like a degree of efficiency and spontaneity mm. uh, um, because like your kid, like basically if you're a parent of a newborn, the only time you're having sex is if he's asleep. Right. So you have a very tight window. Might be an hour, might be 10 minutes. You really don't know. But you're and you can't operate. have sex right after. How long did you wait? To, did you and Jenny after have sex until after childbirth? 
when we got home from the hospital or in the hospital. No, I'm kidding. It wasn't like that. Not <laughs> like that like at all. She had, she had a C-section. Uh, um, and uh, I, no, you so took her a minute. wasn't like. Yeah, she was all right. We did hurt. the right thing with that. Um, <laughs> I, damn it. My, my, the question I wanted to ask was, is her pussy different? That's what, what I mean? really wanted oh, to after know. After your vaginal birth. Well, yeah, I've, had not, se- I've had sex with moms, though, that have vaginal births. Yeah. Was it, um, did you notice a difference? Worse looking. Really, that's it. Like worse I, I, looking the vagina looks worse <laughs> it's so Shit, bizarre really? it's well, just how? no it's a just baby. i figured it i know but different. Yeah. i thought the elasticity would have made it come back into normal <laughs> to me i mean now listen <laughs> I, this, this is important to qualify i didn't have sex with these women before they had kids only after but they yeah, both but had very tell, unique vaginas that i've never seen before or after they were like flying squirrels you ever seen like what? a flying squirrel? Like its what? wings yeah. can be spread like eight feet wide. Yeah. It's bizarre. Are you like just talking of... about a meaty pussy though? Like the... mm, maybe no, because if you were gonna say that, <laughs> uh, if you're gonna say that, I, I that's kind of based in that's a normal pre-sex thing. I just mean the actual condition of the bonus skin was really like beat up and, and shaped out and uh, you know what it kind of looked like you ever see someone bang dense out of a car uh, where it's like uh, you can, it's a car fender again but you can just yeah, tell that things yeah, happened yeah. you yeah. can just see that something so, happened visibly there was a little thing yeah that was it it was a little different did it feel different oh wow honestly going, no we're really going back because that the back oh, okay, then yeah. they were 38 and i was like 18 jesus so it was a while ago it's like 20 years ago you liked mm. older women you know what man um <laughs> I think I, I don't think anybody has a type. I think we all. I think people are attracted to energy. Yeah. I think it's the only way you can explain how there's sometimes a guy in the room that might be a nine that you want nothing to do with. Yeah. But you can't of take course. your eyes off the six. Agreed. So yeah, I don't think I, I've ever been been into any of them. Story the only of my life. Yeah. Is that true? Oh, vibes. That's, That's all yeah. vibes. That's all it is. Six. So um. <laughs> You're really trying to avoid this pussy question. We no, wanted to get more in details terms of about whether, those old. Yeah. Well, well, what was the pussy like? Pussies. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I only really think it felt like emotionally different because you knew there was a kid involved. I don't think it felt different right. physically. It, I just you think you actually felt emotionally well, emotional difference at eighteen, though. No, just in the sense that you, you knew there was a like child. a kid home sleeping, Ugh. and you're like, ah, like you're the guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm that, the kid. I'm the dude banging that your mom. a little bit. But in terms, in terms, of fact, <laughs> in terms of the actual physical feeling, no, it was okay. just a yeah. Mom needs to let her hair down, though. You were doing a good deed. Because you know what it is <laughs> yeah. too. I don't think anyone's. I don't think anyone's pussy has a consistent feel. I don't think if you if you <laughs> I think if you fuck ten pussies in a row and they were all virgins, they would feel differently. Really? I well, definitely think so. I, I was told that mine is uh, long. Okay. My cervix is very long. Like okay. you can't hit the back. Okay. You can't hit the top wall. And believe me, people have tried. I'm kidding. <laughs> so many, 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 many have hey. tried. Um, so like, is there a difference between gir- like the wit, like the width? Well, listen, yes. A girl that, you know, they, a girl that's actually <laughs> had a kid is definitely looser. If that's right. what you want to say. Yeah. yeah. But um, not like notice, like you notice it a little, but not really. Listen, to, well, somebody, how much to somebody in my position, they're all going to be tight. Uh, yeah. I'm kidding. Hold on. Can we edit that out? <laughs> now, now, I'm, now I'm LL Cool J. I'm going to oh, say I'm bad. Uh, I'm just being silly. Jimmy's just yeah. talking about his chode over here. That happened. <laughs> Good old Jimmy Chode Fela. It, it is all. It is, it is also funny how all the dick slang terms change so fast now. Yeah, they, you don't have the same shelf life anymore. No. Well, also you chode call? shaming is a thing. Cocaine <laughs> dick. Going forward. <laughs> so sex with Jenny after. So she had a C-section. So her vagina wasn't. No, it was hurting. infected. I mean, that cost me some extra money to do that. Infected? No, not affected. Oh, affected. oh, oh like her vagina. You know what happened? Because he was such a big kid, they didn't want to risk it. Because he was right. like, a, he was almost an 11 pound kid. He was like oh, 10 pound, 10 ounces. Oh, okay. So they don't, Damn. They, they're not honestly doing that for the mom. They're doing that for the dad. 
like, look, you look like a nice enough guy. You're too funny. We're not going to drop a 10 pounder out of here. And also that head's not fitting through those bones. No. This is making uh, my stomach hurt. That's a lot. Okay, so then the, but, the uh, sex No, was... sex when you're married. Uh, it's more spontaneous. There's a kid. Uh, the best way I could describe it is a guy named Kevin Allison. Get I love kid. Kevin Allison. Yeah, Kevin Allison. He taught me improv just, class. Just one of my favorite people I've ever met. He has the best laugh Dirty, going. kinky fucker. Just the I love best. It. Yeah. And he had He's told me laugh. he went to a fetish camp course where it was a gay fetish camp and one of the big fetishes was like yeah, a rape fetish the gay men had uh-huh. and he talked about how the guys you'd sign up for that at the beginning of the weekend and then just walk around and you didn't know when it was gonna happen oh my god so he said he'd be like walking <gasps> around awesome. yeah he's like he'd be like walking around with somebody like just drinking a pepsi and all of a sudden the guy'd get tackled into the woods <laughs> screaming <laughs> I would want some photos, some headshots, and oh. I was yeah, like, can I, I say can only be these? People. I only want A, B, and C to rate. Yeah, you'd, well, yeah, you want to qualify things. Yeah, but that's really what it's like being like wow. married with a kid. It's like I have a writing job during the day. I type. I can work from home if I'm home, if I'm in town. Yeah. So a lot of times you're just like working from home, and like you're going to like plug in your laptop, and all of a sudden you get like tackled into a sliding glass door, and next thing you know you're having sex with a woman. Yeah. Like, Wait, think- we can fuck right now. He's sleeping. That sounds great. <laughs> it's amazing. That's where it's amazing. That, that sounds fun. I yeah. think um, I think what you lose in terms of frequency from living with someone, um, you make up for in tenacity. Because mm. I think the idea of living with someone uh, that a lot of people don't realize is that whoever you live with becomes the mascot for everything in the world that pisses you off. Whether it's financial, political, professional, personal. That's a good way of putting You're looking it. at them so much that nine times out of ten, like when you're having these negative thoughts, you're associating with their face because they just happen to be, be there. there. <laughs> So oh, by default, you love these people, you die for these people, but you are hate fucking these people. <laughs> most, of, And it's not for lack of love. It's right. just not what it is. And also, too, it's I, I was hmm. talking about this yesterday. I feel like Steven gets the worst of me a lot of the times because mm-hmm. he's the only person that I'm just comfortable saying whatever. Like, I yeah, can yeah. say I don't hold anything back yeah, yeah. because why would I? It's him. Like, uh-huh. he's... he's you know, yeah, yeah. But I, you gotta I, keep be I, on your toes a little bit. I get it, and then and I think what happens when you let when you lend a kid to that situation too, um, is because the kid is taking so much precedence over your personal relationship. Like yeah. you identify as a parent more than like a lover. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. You identify primarily as like a three man unit. Did you and not like a two. Did, did did that change you at all, or were you like bummed about that? Or no, at no, first? no, no, not at all. I think I think every guy actually likes that um, to some extent because it calms you down. Mm. Because it again, it's another step hmm. back from the hunting vibe. Oh, so that's actually nice. It's yeah, relaxing. The, the hunting tonight? vibe is tiring, man. That's yeah. another thing. A lot goes into it. Was and, your child uh, planned? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Like to the point that we had like a grown up talk because we had like, we were living in the city and like fighting like fucking oh, right. wildfire. Yeah. And like we had one of those talks where I was like, yo, if we're going to have a baby, we need to raise it in like a loving environment. <laughs> so like, Aww. so it's like, stop fucking throwing the fish tank at me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then like, no, we just ran good after that and had a kid. Interesting. Yeah. So having a kid, it's all good stuff. But I think there are so many levels of frustration and stuff that you do really is. It's really aggressive sex. It is. It's best. Intra- oh, that's it's, exciting to it's know. It's the best kind because you only have it when both of you have clicked. To yeah. That. It's like an animal level. Yeah. There's no like maybes. There's is there's just like it's over before you discuss doing it. <laughs> yeah. It's bizarre. So that wow. part, I really, I think it's so cool. So it's like Kevin Allison's rape fetish game. Hey, that's exactly what it is. That's why I brought it up. It's Sounds just great. exactly what it is. Shout wow. out to Kevin Allison. But so there's no like late night, like I'm really tired and, or, and like, 
and begging Jenny to give you sex kind no, of No, not at all. Not I don't not have really. Name. No, because I feel like that's how it's depicted in sitcoms a lot, which is where I get most of my information. <laughs> not again, honey. Go watch the television. No, I, I usually get home so much later than she goes to bed. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You have an you extreme just be a horrible person. Yeah. Uh, all right. That. So yeah, because you're a comic. Okay, that's different. And if I do any type yeah. of like low level TV, like you still come home in that mode because you want to watch the DVR. Yeah, yeah. And that there's nothing sexual about that. Right. You know, you come, you fucking feel. Yeah. Like when you did, all right, when you guys did Carson Daly, I was yeah. thinking about this. I actually specifically thought about this. It's worth bringing up. <laughs> when you yeah. guys did, when you guys did Carson Daly, I don't think you left there horny, right? You kind of, did you, don't you kind of leave did there? Did we leave horny? No. 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 <laughs> it had nothing to do with him, but I'm saying no. Oh, no. I, I just, just even, we, we didn't, didn't even, even meet there. Yeah. Okay, no, Motherfucker but Motherfucker has the easiest job. He just intros segments. And just, yeah, punts. <laughs> yeah. It's like CBS Sunday morning. Thank you for so him. much, Carson. Yeah, but him. I, <laughs> I would have been horny if I met him. Yeah, that. Well, I think, though, you leave there in, like, this business mindset. Yes. Because the thing about showbiz that people don't appreciate is, like, no matter what level of showbiz you're on, you'd be on the highest one. You're still only in it every day for a very fleeting amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like there's cameras, you're, you're on a set. thinking about it when you're of not course, in that's it. that's what I'm saying. It ends, and then it's like this out-of-body experience where you've gone away, but you are affected by it. Yeah. In a way that's taking away a lot of your, your primal needs. Like you're I'm, absolutely right. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm a food guy by yeah. tra- like food. That's kind of my thing. It's what I'm into. Mm-hmm. And like, I think I, I, I did, I did red eye last night. Mm-hmm. Fun. Everybody was on it. Sam Rell was on it. Joe Mackey was on it. Everybody was on it. It was a good show. It was a mm-hmm. lot of New York muscle. Jim Gaffigan was, there. it was a lot of muscle. Yeah. Okay. But like I left there last night as a 225 pound guy and got home without eating. See, I was going to say, I was bizarre. like, no, I get hungry as soon as after, after I do anything. Cause I haven't eaten the whole day. Cause I'm going to be on TV. Yeah. yeah, Same thing. Starve it out. Right. Yeah, you like that? Of course. Do you guys do that with get sex that too? Starving energy. Yeah. I, I usually yeah, I don't like either eating food before. or sex because for me, they're satiating the same okay. like need. Same type of thing. Yeah. Uh huh. Same voice. Same unfillable void. Exactly. <laughs> well, same hole. It's yeah. pizza or dick. One That's or the funny. other. <laughs> but yeah, so you don't get hungry oh, see i that's the first thing i think of anytime i'm done with something because for me it's like a, a, i accomplished this my reward is food okay here it is usually <laughs> usually i would think that because that's the light at the end of the tunnel right emotionally yeah. yes and that's why we don't eat it beforehand right Ex- yeah because you already have if you have that su- emotional sustenance you don't have the same determination and i'm not think. on top of it i'm slowed down if yeah. i if i'm hungry i'm yes. awake i'm i'm doing stuff. no these are great points yeah um but i think <laughs> no i think i left there uh like specifically last night uh, with a lot of questions about how I how I executed certain things, mm-hmm. and that takes horny right out of the equation. Yeah, because you're too preoccupied. It really, it really doesn't. Like, I think it's cool. I think it's almost like it is either a sign of like some type of age or professional maturity. Yeah. Because as a as a guy, I can't speak for how it is for you guys, but as a guy, like a non married guy, you really don't have a second need. Like, you love food, you watch sports, you gamble, whatever. Yeah. But you really don't have an instinct past fucking as a single guy. Right. You just don't. Not even professional. Well, single girl. Yeah. Like, I when I was single, I was just like, who am I gonna fuck? This weekend, endlessly. I cared about that the most. Like you could have nights in like Las Vegas, you'd have sex with five people. Yeah, yeah. And you'd look for a sixth walking back to the room. Totally. And it's because everyone's a possible fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're single. And now, but I think about it now, and I'm like, I don't even know that guy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like fat Elvis and skinny Elvis. (laughs) I think I've gone into this phase without being in a relationship though. No, no. Oh, oh, wait, wait. wait. The post looking phase. Yeah. That's good. That's a good sign. That's a sign of again. It's like professional maturity. You're kind of prioritizing things the way you should. uh, Maybe. Unless it doesn't make 
make you happy. Well, it's a little scary though, because then you think, well, have I just lost the need to have a significant other? No, you're I don't think it's. A, I don't think it's a need that everyone has. You're honestly, tired. You're tired. I think my defense mechanism against monogamy is is fatigue. Because I think I think everybody <laughs> huh. is less horny when they're like fucking exhausted. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm too tired to masturbate all the time. Yeah, maybe that's your thing. Huh. Um, okay. Uh, it's my thing. I'm too tired to masturbate. <laughs> You're very wise. I like to get information from <laughs> you. I'm trying, man. But I think that also going back to the questioning things on the way home, I think that's also a testament to the kind of like it's just it's about what kind of a person you are. Like, uh-huh. do you often like do a project and then question it? Because like for me, when it's done, it's done. I yeah. done, I did it. It's done. We can't change it. No, because I think I think with th- with some something like this that's going to continue it's different like i think it's a book and it's oh, right. over you don't give a shit right okay but if you're gonna be on the show again the next week well what can i be doing better you kind of just want to know and just again i think oh, having, okay that's different, i think yeah. having a kid i just think it really makes you an efficient person in every way yeah because your time really isn't your own and because of that you make so much good use of your free time like i never am uh free and not enjoying myself even if it means yeah. I'm doing nothing, I could be reading a book. The point yeah, is, I great. really want to read the shit out of that book. Yeah, you don't fuck up your free time, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing with like your analytical. It's just by default, it infiltrates your whole process. That sounds awesome because you, my free time, I waste like sometimes I'll just waste course, it on yeah, the couch watching TV because I'm so exhausted. You're gonna, you'll know this as a single person. The more free time you have, uh, the less shit you get done. It's yeah, just by default, totally. So you can just fucking hang out, stretch things and out. There's no pressure. No, it's crazy. Be, it's psycho. Oh, that's interesting. That's well, maybe I'm, having a kid will turn. It's the out. only <laughs> advantage to having one. Yeah. I mean this, Lincoln. If you're and listening someday, love. yeah, the he's a good kid. Oh, uh, Lincoln oh, Fail is doing right, man. Did you guys have a talk about like? Did you and Jenny discuss? I mean, he's sick, so maybe be in a few years but like what happened when you talked to him when are you gonna talk to him about sex he's probably gonna... got time but he's already in the phase where he's obsessed with boobs really like he is he knows what they sex are now is, i mean honestly when i was six i was like a horny little he's, six year old uh, you don't crazy. know what they're they're not on your body what the he's hell are they so <laughs> is he like a flirt he's yes and he's yeah. so into jenny's boobs like he follows yeah. her in and out of the shower just to throw them out <laughs> Like if he, so he would funny. make it rain if he had the money, like he would make yeah. it rain in my living room. Yeah. And the other day we were at a carnival and, um, you know, when you go to carnivals, they have the game where you throw darts and you win like the poster, hit the yeah. poster you want. Mm-hmm. So he hit the Ninja Turtle poster. She wraps up the Ninja Turtle poster. I walk away and she goes, oh, you get two. And I just hear my son say to the woman with me not facing the board, he goes, can I have two hot to handle? And I turn around <laughs> and it's a girl in a bikini sitting on a Lamborghini. I have a picture of it in my phone. That's fucking hilarious. The visuals aren't great for podcasts. Oh, we can post it. Wait, happen. I want to see this. this so is hold so on a second. Lincoln, you hand. sly dog. So hold on. He's a flirt. He flirted with me in your backyard. No, he, he is with trying. With the minions. He has a real pimp game. Yeah. He doesn't know why he has it. It just, it clearly that's, has the instinct. That's so sweet to see. Like He's, he's a cutie de- pie. He's so developing. what happened was. Oh my God. And you let him have it. So what happened, just hold on. smile on his face. That's the happiest I've ever seen a human being Holy it's the happiest shit. i've ever seen a human being oh this is better than i even thought i like also the cheap picture yes, frame it's That's such my a carnival erotica tiny. yeah there's yeah. nothing Huge like carnival erotica all wearing all white very tense yeah, yeah. stacy's 65 now and <laughs> so uh, what happened was he's like can i have too hot to handle i turned around i saw what too hot to handle was the girl looked at me like really embarrassed and i was like yeah you could totally have it <laughs> yeah because i not? wanted to see my wife's face <laughs> 
Because I knew she'd lose her shit appropriately so. He's too young for like erotica. Right. You know right. what I mean? And I knew she would see it like I would die laughing, he would die laughing, and yeah. they'd have to bring it back. Yeah. And yeah. that's why I took the picture. We no longer possess too hot to handle. Now, did Jenny, now was Jenny like throw that shit away? She laughed and then she yeah. just looked at me like it was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I we, mean, just, we have this talk all the time. I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's what I kind of worry about with having kids. Like, I am such a jokester. Like, uh-huh. I make jokes that only I will see. Like, my birth control alarm is like, don't get pregnant, <laughs> bitch. And it's just like a joke that only I will see. Uh-huh. But I'm so terrified that when I have a kid, I'm just going to make a joke out of it. Yeah, but listen to me. That's You're the not best going thing. to. But no, but it's the best thing you could do. If you just <laughs> raise them to be so com- fun. You're right. If you, if you, if you raise them to be compassionate and to just be fun loving people. Yeah. You've already improved the, the world by default. Yeah. And you've like exponentially increased the chances of them enjoying their lives. Right. If you just raise like this perfectionist thing, like, you know, there's some dads that you are just. Their chess club and live island. Yeah. You know, you know those dads like the kid doesn't know what baseball is but they're already going to baseball camp yeah the dad's screaming hitting the mom when they strike out yeah. like you might <laughs> you might raise a major league baseball player but he yeah. won't be happy right and i think if you prioritize happy you could be like kind of what i am which is kind of like a dipshit parent like i kind of <laughs> yeah. hurt jenny's efforts in that regard because she has to kind of be the enforcer interesting so they does always she, like you a little better does she like that or does she know because there's a lot of parents there's one who's the bad guy and one is the good guy yeah yeah that. yeah well you know what it is too with him he's like he's an only kid so I really take his side and fights with her a lot which you shouldn't do as a parent because oh I don't want him to feel ganged up on you know yeah, what I mean so I try to like feeling. she yells at him the exact amount of times you should yell at a, at a kid yeah but so I don't still but, so no yeah, exactly so what I do is I take like 20% of that away every day of a right. Why are you yelling at him? He just threw the cat off the roof. You know what I mean? The well, cat's that, dead. Oh but it's like, you, you just got to hit that didn't percentage. Mean to. You seem like a real dream team parent. <laughs> Listen, he's fine. You've met him. He's, <laughs> he's the, a good kid. He's the best kind of kid you can raise. But he has that fun lovingness, but he also has, because Jenny's can enforce this is the tell, needs. This is the telltale sign that you're raising an asshole kid. <laughs> if he doesn't um, respond to other adults yelling at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I mean, if you have that kid who like a teacher yells at him, he's like, fuck you. Or another parent is like, oh, fuck. Then you've raised an asshole kid. Yeah, you're My right. My kid doesn't necessarily listen to me that well. He doesn't listen to his mom that well. But if you yelled at him, he would stop fucking immediately. <laughs> yeah, I, I was that kid adult. too. Because if, if a teacher ever got upset with me or a friend's parent ever got upset with me, I would be so upset. Yeah, like, yeah. So sad. Oh, it's the worst. Embarrassing. Yeah. So yeah. you feel like you have a name around town. Because <laughs> yeah. you don't want to be the asshole kid, you know? And that's that's the thing. Do you have, so, so do you have a plan like that's when to talk like, to him like, like you're gonna cat wait till you catch him masturbating or i think something? it's more important to talk to him about comedy man because he loves comedy yeah. like he said to me one day in the car he's like he's like daddy when i grow up i want to be just like you Aww. and like i looked over my shoulder and i was like listen you stupid <laughs> fuck, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you want to be 38 with no health insurance you son of a bitch you yeah. know we had like a real talk i'm like lincoln you're better than that help me help you like oh, he's really cute oh, he's, he's really a... cute no i actually wanted to talk about that a little bit because i think uh we value like attractiveness in children a lot and and it, and it yeah. affects how they Yes. act uh-huh. and it can make them a little bit pompous do you feel like he has like he realizes he's good looking because i'm sure people come up to him a lot and like you're so cute you're so cute i don't think he i don't think he knows it mm-hmm. i just think he appreciates that energy 
Like, I don't yeah. think he knows what it means. Uh-huh. I just think Not he likes the fact that, like, women will come up and do that. Yeah. You know, he's into that. So it's the like attention. the two. It's, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. There's this is like famous, like, not famous, but it's getting really popular. This Instagram account that's mm-hmm. like two young best friend fashionistas and oh, they're six God. year old girls, yeah. but they're like hot six year old girls. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> so like, much, oh, it's, that's weird. Their faces yeah. are physically really pretty. By the way, like, so much better if you say it than if I say it. <laughs> exactly. That's so, why I said it. What if Jimmy was like, yeah, I know it well? I know. As I deleted it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Wow. Okay, so you're kind of gonna wait. You're just gonna whenever it comes. You know, well, no, when it's at that point. I mean, because yeah. it's it's you can't it's a, predict. It's a thing in his life. He doesn't know what it is yet. Yeah, but I think you do. I think it's really important that you do have that talk. And I think the way you avoid the awkwardness of that talk is by just having not. Like the talk yeah, with like, him now. Sit down. You just talk to your fucking. Just talk to your fucking kid. What right. happens? The reason People he's milestone- afraid to do that. Yes, yeah. the reason milestone talks are remembered like throughout the lexicon is horrible. <laughs> is because it's the only talk. Yeah, it's the only talk. They're all fucking awkward. Yeah, you'd be telling your kid you won the lottery. Like yeah. I won the lottery. You're getting a Lamborghini. I'm getting a new wife. Yeah, but it's yeah. gonna be fuck. It's still gonna be awkward. We'll see each other on the weekends. Yeah, I'll see you on the weekends. Uh, um, so it's not that. Um, interesting. You guys. You're just going to catch a masterpiece. Well, I'm, I'm excited to be on the yeah, show, by right. the way. I should say that. It's nice We're to be We're excited to have you. I'm sorry it took us yeah. so long. No, who gives you a shit? You had us on everything. But you, you... You're my pals, man. You're on the inside. You have the highest security clearance there is, man. <laughs> Corinne has driven through the same state with me twice in one night. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. We once took a construction detour in Maine, and we drove like 200 miles on a highway, and there was like a detour. Oh, my we, God. We got on it, followed it, and wound up passing four hours later the same detour. <laughs> We're like, and are we still in Maine? And also, fuck. there was no need to be in Maine at no, all. Ever. That was way too no, high. No, Maine was never Maine supposed to happen. Maine is scary. It was never supposed to happen. We were very far. It's Remember? so far. It's bizarre. Remember when we were leaving the city and oh. there was like a, a fucking caddy or something driving? And you're like, what, is that fucking iced tea or some oh, shit? And it, was iced and it dropped tea. down. It was fucking iced tea. It was tea. iced tea. Are you serious? You it was the that. craziest. That's, that's a Jimmy Fallon. And moment. then there was one time no, that that deer, that deer truck. There. Hutch and I were driving to a gig. And it's going to sound like we're bragging, but we were driving to a nooner at Sussex Valley yeah. Community College. Yeah, we so were. a lot of comics listening right now. Listening to a lot of glorious like, All right, don't shove it up our ass. We get that you guys have made it. Oh, and uh, driving out there to get paid in pizza yeah. at, a, at a community college. And we saw a truck on the highway that collects the dead deer parts oh from God. the highway. I think we were high. We were, it was a bad situation. Oh. It was all, there was no good way to do this. No. Highs irrelevant. There were deers taped to the side of the vehicle, yep. the bumper, the roof, sticking, sticking out the window. Out with the tongue. Do you and know, the, like, have you, ever seen, have you ever seen the show Sanford and Son, where, like, Red Fox <laughs> is just driving with shit hanging off a truck? Just imagine every one of those items, the barbecue, the volleyball, and that it's all deer parts. Guts, some of them, they had guts out of the mouth. It was. I was like, <laughs> God, that's the one second that I looked at it. That's what I saw. And it was stacked. It was like the fucking deer hall. And you know what's fucked up about it? They were all stacked like dead bodies. You know when you pass what you know to be. for a while. You know when you pass like it's the worst. You know when you pass a dismembered deer on the highway, right? You There's this thing where you're doing 80 miles an hour. You look at it. You can. The image starts to go bad in your eyes. Like you can tell if you keep looking, something's going to be missing that you don't want to see. Yep. Well, you can keep driving and not give a shit. But we were stuck next to that truck at like 30. 35 wow. miles an hour for like a half yeah, hour. It was shitty. And you really, you can't get past it. It was, I screamed. I think, I think we were influenced by that. I think more than most yeah. experience <laughs> in our lives. And that's why it's <laughs> important to have sex with the lights off. <laughs> Are you a lights off girl? I, Hold on no, a second. No, 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 no. I like the lights, lights off. On, lights no, on. lights on. Lights, lights on, on is all the real. Here's on. what I like. A candle. Because everybody looks great in candlelight. No, I still think lights there's on. something Steven so. Steven always insists on the lights on. Lights Listen, on, lights on. There's like, something so raw. 
about lights on. Love lights on. And I think, again, back to this, people are attracted to energy. Yeah. If you're attracted to the energy, none of it Look cares. Look at the energy. Yeah. It's a real chemistry thing. It's like when women have, you know, a lot of women will pick one part of their body they really don't like. Yeah. They run a local campaign. And it's like, yeah. I love my life, but my thigh's got to go. Whatever yeah. it is. Hey, whatever the hell it is. Do you say I love my, but my I life? My thigh. Yeah. My whatever thigh's it is. Every girl's in it. Yeah. Every, every girl. My thigh's got to go. Was you that know, a Kathy cartoon? I don't know what it was. I, I I I thought it was uh, Dennis the Menace, but if I'm if I'm misappropriating probably, a reference, I apologize. Probably a quote from Desperate Housewives. God, that's funny. Okay, but, uh, go on. No, I think I think women are very self conscious of that thing, whatever that thing is that's bothered that's bothering them about their own body. But the guys don't give a shit, and the women don't give a shit if the right energy is there. Yeah. If the animal thing is happening, you don't care. That's how people wind up having sex outdoors and offices, shit like that. But right. also, though, also. It's not that I don't give a shit like when the energy is there. It's that I give so much shit that I make sure that this is perfect. Okay. I look fucking good. Everything's <laughs> shaved. My makeup is perfectly placed. My hair. I'm, I'm just, I look you, good. Do so you, that I, I do that though so that I don't have to worry. Does this look weird? Or? Oh, so wait. Wait. So right. If you have sex with Steven, you put makeup on? No, no, no. In the very beginning when <laughs> oh. I would okay. start fucking him. Okay. Oh, so God, I heard no. everything oh. you said. I was not, like, not anymore. I, heard I, don't, I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> I heard everything you said, uh, which brings us to vagina steaming. Um, what the fuck is that? That, that Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow, Paltrow thing. Gwyneth yeah. I did, oh. I did a gig that she happened to be on. As a, Gwyneth Paltrow. A lot of name dropping on this episode. Listen, I went to community college. I shop at Old Navy. I got nothing. Give him this. There you relax. go. There you go. Everybody get, relax. Get back down to Nobody's it. bragging. Like, seriously. But, but uh, yeah, it's okay. that's <laughs> all I could fucking think about after I heard that. That's was weird. Like, Why does she do that again? She said it has something to do with it. It actually makes her want to have sex more. Oh, she said you it's shouldn't like be so fucking with your vagina that that's much. That's crazy. The steaming, talk. the douching, that's no good. There's too much going on. The vagina works for it. It's a, it's it's a self clean yeah, organ. Yeah, it works for itself. <laughs> the vagina's been working it's since like the beginning a, of it's time. A dog's it's dog's mouth. Fine. Yeah, everybody likes a dog's <laughs> yeah, mouth. Yeah, dogs have healthy teeth. <laughs> yeah, it's just what it is. And they uh, lick their own ass. But I, but I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop thinking about that when I met her because <laughs> I've like, never oh. heard anyone discuss it but her. And then yeah. I was thinking like. You know, sometimes I have this theory that especially in like when it comes to like women's magazines. Yeah. Sometimes I really do think they are just flat out fucking with people to see what they'll do or not. It's almost like the guys editing it are playing a game, of course, like trying to top each other. Like last week, last week's issue, we got her to give an upside down hand job and punch him. And we told her he'd like that. And some women wrote in saying they tried it. Can you get them to steam their vaginas, Gwyneth? We'll give you the cover, but you've got to say, you know, vaginal steaming. And she did. And that's thought. I just experiment. I couldn't like reconcile it. Like, as I I was staring at her and I was so transfixed, like I wanted to say it. And it was one of those situations. She talks about it. Yeah. Like you're a dude. But it's also like the warm up on a, on a show that (laughs) she matters. Uh, yeah. Like she's there cause she matters. You're as, you're like as important as one of the pieces of confetti that falls out of the roof. (laughs) Not the confetti as a whole. The confetti as a whole has you, but there's a piece in there that you can top. And uh, I was fucking transfixed. So you, but you're just telling me no. That's the the vaginal steaming. We move on. I've never. I saw that and I was like, all right. And then I moved on. Uh, Yeah, I'm not, I don't think you should be fucking with the pH balance of your pussy. And I don't, even like those like uh, Summer's Eve wipes. Yeah, yeah. you're not supposed to be douche. Yeah. Well, no, Summer's Eve is just like the wipes basically, Uh, you know, like Sarah Silverman talks about uh, like. So I don't smell Everyone wants to, the the, like cosmetic industry is based on you (laughs) making you feel insecure insecure about something on your body so that you need to purchase something to fix it. Yeah, yeah. 
so they had covered everything else. They had covered, you know, your thighs, your spanks, your they face. They have leg makeup. Your thi- yeah. yeah. That blows my Are mind. Are you fucking serious? Well, for, I mean, for a photo shoot, but other than yeah. that. It's, right. Yeah. But like you could buy it at CVS and, and like also, go somewhere. Well, that's, that's over the counter. Older women oh. have the age spots on their legs <laughs> yeah. as well. So but they should. They're all getting older. Right. But people hate getting old. Yeah. I, I have those veins. I have like weird like yeah, red veins. Yeah, varicose veins. I don't care. No, no one it's gives my a shit. Body. And the guys I don't, don't give a again, shit. Again, women, a lot, the women that do care run a local campaign. They're obsessed with one issue about their body they don't like. Men yeah. run a national campaign. What men are you not? Men are looking at the entirety of your form and they find something they like. Because what women don't oh, realize right. about the female body is it is inherently really good looking. Big, small, it doesn't matter what the fuck it's it is. It's much better than the male body. Uh, it's depa- I get it. Yeah, depends. I, honestly. I'll concede yeah. that just because you have like more points of interest. Yeah, <laughs> but there are some dudes in shape. Like you see, like those ESPN body magazine issues. Right. Some of those dudes. Does that make like, you feel bad about yourself? What? No, no. Who gives a fuck? What are you? Are you insecure about anything physically? Wow, physically, no. I would say. I would say. Really? Like, I would say <laughs> honestly, this is what I would say. Are you sure, Jim? No, I'm not, no, because I just don't give a shit. What about that wide face? I know I got a really wide face. <laughs> what about that spiked hair? Uh, it works though, because I have like this big fucking gigantic Polish jaw. <laughs> But I sound Italian. Yeah, it's, and nobody it's knows nice. how to act around me, so it's like an advantage. It's because they don't know what they're no dealing with. No one knows with. how to act around you. You're a white guy, Jimmy. I think everyone feels very. I don't know because I have a lot of soul. I, I have a lot of. You know like, what? You I, do, and I identify with that. But I never talk about it because I'm like everyone's gonna think I'm an asshole. It's just a weird you can thing. Get away with like it, I know. I, I was like I. I was um. Like, before it became cool for white kids to know, like, rap songs. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just happened to know them because I would, like, stay up and watch, like, the Fab Five Freddy edition of Yo! MTV Raps. It was, like, mm-hmm. a long time ago. But I was just, like, into the culture. There was fi- I just thought it was cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was... It hadn't, like, integrated yet. Right. Like, um... I think the songs that started to like integrate rap were like OPP, yeah, like mid nineties, yeah. and like everybody was kind of into that it. Boom, it was like a, yeah. yeah, like when rap, when rap songs started getting played at weddings, like white people's weddings. Yeah, that's when it had integrated. Hey Jenny, this is fun. Yeah, right? when, yeah. When you'd follow like Bob Seger's old time rock and roll <laughs> with the Humpty Dance, I was yeah. like, hey, black people, you made it. Yeah, yeah. And like I kind of felt like a, like I was like a snob about it because like I knew them when. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you appreciate. I, yeah. I have a job writing about the news. You have to write jokes about the news. So I'm like, I'm snobby about ISIS because I was like, I was writing about ISIS like. When they were just two guys in a van trying to get shit going. Yeah. Should we get a black you flag guys, yeah, or you, a white one? You guys know ISIS is like an arena band. I know them as like guys playing with chicken wire in front of the stage. <laughs> <laughs> I really get like entitlement about it. That's and, um, funny. But like I knew rap music and like I knew like I, I dated like really dated like and because I didn't know any better. Um, but I, I, I dated a black girl that I met at Bear Elegance. She was a stripper. Her name was Tammy. Bear Elegance. Have, that's Street. the one I haven't gotten it's the, to. It's the best one in the city. They yeah, don't serve liquor. Oh, that um, sucks. Because it's all nude. Yeah, That's but I, why all news a lot. Oh, in New York. Yeah, yeah, that you get de- destroyed. But like, I actually only dated this girl because like I had no money. The guy I was there with was the, like the dude with the money who was in the room with like the three girls doing cocaine. Yeah, and I was just like passing the time, like rapping <laughs> to rap songs. Yeah, and she just thought it was like really fucking cool. I didn't know it was any type of words. currency because I didn't know anybody, and I had right. never like left the town I grew up in, so I didn't know it was again. You were like a prophet. She's like, oh, it's a white dude. So <laughs> who I'm, like, knows that all thing. the words? Yeah. yeah, who knows the words? It was like kind of cool. And then I started like dating this girl and bringing her to like functions in like Levittown which is like Levittown is like the kind of white where if like the clan breaks down on the way to a rally they get back in the van they're like let's just call AAA and fucking stay in the van it's that white and like I was bringing this girl the Fridays on a fucking Friday night yeah just hanging out like it was cool yeah and uh you know, people weren't saying anything but they were clearly like um, looking at you weird what's up they were looking at you weird 
Yeah, definitely. Because she, she was black? They just had never seen it before. Weird. It was like 1994. But was people she don't also dressed like a stripper? Yes. Yeah, so you know how strippers <laughs> oh, dress well, as civilians? Yeah, yeah. I was, was going to say like. Not, this is what it is. Like strippers are civilians. It's not that they're wearing like stripper clothes. It's just you can see the level of production. <laughs> right. You know what I mean by that? And, you, yeah. and I feel like usually the shoes you can tell. There's some, yes. there's some element of plastic on the shoes. Yes. And a regular, <laughs> the the a regular gal ain't wearing plastic Especially on her like shoes. Especially like Town Fridays when the girls are wearing like Bobby Nystrom jerseys. <laughs> 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 it's a funny. totally different animal so yeah i think the one insecurity i have really um is i think as you age i think you lose your filter because i've seen it in my family do you have women in your lives where i don't know if it's your moms your aunts or whatever where if you see them enter a conversation with like mixed people you dive in and control the conversation because you know they mixed might it's not opinions? that they're just anything racist they're just gonna oh, say like, something uh, that you're not supposed to say anymore and they don't know that yeah you know um what I, mean? No, I mean yeah i i do know what you mean yeah because yeah. I, I feel like a lot like i've had relatives that grandparents who've died who would kind of yeah. say shit and i'm like yeah i'm not okay with that i'm not <laughs> and i would stand up and i'm like you can't fucking say that oh that's wild but yeah. my my mom is more getting like uh, she makes sex jokes more now. She would never <laughs> even talk about it. And now she's like, uh, yeah, you can put it in. <laughs> That's uh, what she said, Christina, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I destroyed my mom on sex because I did that thing, which I think every comic does in the beginning. As you, you know, when you're doing bringer shows, you bring the people that are willing to show up consistently. <laughs> Anybody. Like my mom was at yeah. my first one. So like my mom was going to like all these bringer shows where I was just, oh, you're writing a sex joke. Like a horrible, yeah. depraved sex jokes because yeah. you think they're funny. And you have <laughs> no consideration for the people in the audience but you're actually losing laughs because the people who know your mom is there are like oh, what what are you doing right. yeah, you know you're exactly right we all do that in the beginning so uh-huh. i think my 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 insecurity as like an adult is is obtaining a lack of self-awareness where i don't know anymore i don't feel like i have it now and i wouldn't care i, I don't again right it's not that I'm afraid of offending you because if you kind of person gets offended, like you don't, we don't get the friendship. It's not going to work. Yeah, yeah. It's just the idea of not knowing a percentage of what's coming out of your mouth anymore. That's uh, an old right, people thing. Right, right. Just having your head up your ass a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's an yeah, old people thing. Not being in touch. Nah, I get that. I that's a, a that's a that's such a. I'm like, what would life be like if that's the only thing I was insecure about? Oh, oh that'd be my. Well, again, most of it I'd comes be from a just princess. Not, most of it comes from not giving a shit. Like if you really yeah. drove a cab full time in the city, the only way you you survived it is if you died on the inside. Like I. Really <laughs> Really mean that you how long actually did you drive a cab for full time like two years so like 12 hours a day like six days a week but i was doing comedy like not i mean i don't i according to me i was doing comedy but yeah like hosting bringer shows banging you know doing stuff i mean like that. that's great yeah, yeah. you're doing whatever but the point is i was doing it but i'm like sleeping like three hours a night and just living and you really do want to you actually want to die yeah. like there's not i'm not dressing it up like you physically want to die and i think once you get to that point if you persevere past it you really don't give a shit anymore it's not that things don't matter to you it's not that you don't get excited about stuff but it's like i can survive this you're just not bothered by insecurity it's also because you've heard so many people get into your cab and talk about their lives that you want to we're all punch yourself in the face all self-conscious everything you have a lot of hookers no it's funny i hit on by a lot of hookers i mean it's not hit on you get propositioned but i had a girl that once (laughs) told me that wanted (laughs) to love me no i know that's (laughs) sweet that's the guy thing to say she She hit on me she was into me she she uh, liked me but she was. She was trying to swap the fare on the way to the Bronx. <laughs> oh, like $40 right. $40 or something like that. And I think it's worth doing. I th- this is a situation. Wait. If the fare is $180, hook, hold on. Hook, hook yourself out for the fare? If the fare is $180. 
That's a big as ass a cab fare. driver. I mean, as a cab driver, though, the fare's like $180. Girl wants to fuck you for the fare. I think it's worth entertaining because you're clearly getting a different <laughs> class of girl. If the fare is $18 and she wants to fuck you for the fare, that ain't going to be some good pussy. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. with a, there are some things you don't want to buy too cheap, is the point. You yeah. Don't buy them. Yeah. You don't you're want, right. You're you don't right. want an $18 hooker. You don't. And what about, did you have people have sex in cabs while you were in them? Because I've had sex in a cab on the FDR. Good for you. Yeah, good for me, right? I it was will fun. say this because you're an anomaly then. Because I might have watched you have sex. Like, well, I rolled the windows down so no one would. You couldn't hear like every little yeah. thing, and I was talking to him. I was like, "Oh, isn't this fun?" In my experience, but I mean, weren't you on top of him? Because the cab, yeah, I was sitting on top of him. But I mean, aren't the doesn't didn't the cab driver? No, because I, I I did it purposely so that I was like right behind the cab driver, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so he couldn't really see me in the back window, but he could see him, and he was just like. And you want to know something too? In huh. terms of the level of awkwardness for the driver, if you were dry humping, it's the same thing as fucking at that point. Yeah. The point oh, yeah. is, you're doing something that he's not a part of. Right. He's aware that it's going <laughs> on. <laughs> he's comparing it to like the activity in his life. You yeah. have demoralized him in some way. Oh, know that. Damn it. Depending on the guy. Yeah, you've pushed Sorry. someone that much closer to a terror attack. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, boy. Every cab orgasm you have brings us one step closer to yeah, the Yeah, well, it's worth it though. But uh, I actually like. Um, I, I've say, I've, I say this, uh, as a cab driver, I feel like you listen to more sex than you watch because most of the time, really good looking people have options and they go places and have about sex. Hot people, yeah. Yes. That's why I really mean it. You guys would be an anomaly because you'd be, you would be much better looking than the average sex couple. The average sex mm. couple is usually a bad situation <laughs> in a cab. It's not something you want to watch. Do you think it's a one night stand or a couple? It's a combination of that and the kind of people, whatever you want to say about these people aesthetically, they're <laughs> doing it because they can't let the opportunity slip by. That's why they're doing it. Oh. It's not the rush. It's not that there's another person there. It's not that they're never going to see you again. <laughs> it's that they found a set of confines. It's a window. I got to yeah. fuck. <laughs> and, and they don't get the window a lot. So if that makes them ugly, whatever really? it makes them. Oh. But they're only in the cab. Uh, aren't they headed someplace together? I'm talking about We're what fucking? I watch. I'm talking about what, what I've you've seen. seen. Yeah. And specifically, no, because these are all of the circumstances that I've seen. Um... I'm not going to do a hundred of these, but the first one I did, it was a girl who bartended at the underground bar. You know, the underground bar uh-huh. where we, some of us done comedy up there. Yeah. I have a room up there. She got in uh, with a dude and it was a two stop situation. So they specifically <laughs> said like, we're going here, you know, I'm getting out here. He's getting out there. Uh-huh. They're not, a lot of times the reason I'm in section cab current is because they're not going somewhere to fuck because they, they have to be home to other people. Uh, oh, so you're just cheating. You're basically watching ugly people cheat. <laughs> That's oh, what's going on in the cab. Go. That sounds awful. I knew Hot. there was something messy. That's what you're watching ugly people cheat. Or you might be watching good looking gay dudes. Because gay. the one thing about gay Ooh. sex that is hilarious. And it's hilarious. I, I picked up my cab in Chelsea. <laughs> and um, on 21st and 7th, gay men within the relationship, it's two male brains. So they don't have like a woman functioning as standards and practices yeah, yeah. that vets your idea and says like, no fucking way. This is like, <laughs> we're causing societal damage. Right. So at like four in the morning on a Sunday after the club night in Chelsea, there are people like actually having sex on sidewalks. Like it's perfectly fine. It's like a triage center of yeah. anal sex in Chelsea. And like, you're just tiptoeing around them going to the cab and like, it's really fucking funny it's because funny. you just get it. it's two dudes and there's no law firm to run all the ideas by. Um, who you see in, this, in the car that sexy do sexual things are just women. I've seen a lot of, I've seen three women that were on business trips masturbating in a cab. Pretty, no way. Pretty dope, yeah. I picked up a woman on um, 30. And you're not going to stop that. You just let it roll. Well, you do they make noises? That? Um, Kind of, you can kind of feel the timber know? in their voice adjust. But no, I, this is the first time I saw it. The first time I saw it. What are they talking about? The worst, like the worst cab driving day of my life. 
Um, literally, it's it was a bad enough day, like emotionally, that this didn't redeem it, and it would otherwise <laughs> have been the best day of my life. Oh, it was a cinematic situation where you know those scenes in an old movie where like a cab's driving, and you see the woman run out of the building in slow motion, hailing you, yeah, and she hits the curb as you hit the curb, and her uh-huh. hair bounces in rhythm with the wheels in the car. So you know we're writing yeah, a screenplay. It was so beautiful. So it was a blonde chick that came out of Thirty Third and Park, Park Avenue South, not uh-huh. far from here, Thirty Third and Park South, heading downtown. So I'm coming down that hill uh-huh. next to the Park oh, Avenue yeah. tunnel, right after the. And she's Grand doing that thing where she runs out of the building hand up like in a fluent motion is in my cab uh-huh. as i'm hitting the curb yeah and we got in and we just hey what's going on today just real simple conversation she explained to me that she was in town on business she had just had a big pitch meeting she was staying at a holiday inn in new jersey and started asking me about my life what do you do i would do comedy do you go away a lot are you in hotels a lot and i could just tell the tone of her voice was starting to dip like into oh. that, into that, like driver roll up the partition, please, yeah. Beyonce thing. Oh, like nice. there was just a little more sass on like questions about my child, and like uh, and about my wife and about whatever. Yeah. And um, when you make that right turn and you're going across town on Thirty Third Street, yeah. it dead ends by the Empire State mm-hmm. Building. So I got stuck in like fucking hellacious traffic because I was just talking to her and not paying attention, trying yeah. to get her back to Penn Station, and I just caught it in my mirror. I had no idea it was going on, and I just looked in my mirror and like my first first instinct was like she was doing a shift or something and then i looked and like she had like physically pulled her underwear left and was rubbing out right and i wow and, and i think it had to do with the fact that she was probably we never qualified what this pitch meeting meant <laughs> but she was probably getting some type of release from the anxiety of the meeting because the building she ran, the building she yeah. ran out of was like a big swing and dick building. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> big, like big, big, big media building, brokerage yeah. house building. Hmm. And um, yeah, she was probably like pitching like a life changing deal. Yeah, she just pitched. A but she was good looking. She hmm. wasn't like she was. She wow. was like memorably good looking. Inter- and that, how did that make you feel? You didn't give a shit. You were like, oh, like are you turned you like, on? Badass. I don't know anything. No, because think, if that was a girl cab driver and it was a guy doing that, uh-huh. the woman would most likely go. Ugh, you want know to funny about ugh. it? And well, yeah, they're totally fucked. And it's a little messier. Yeah. Well, not always. But um, <laughs> sometimes girls are messy too. Girls do their thing. Squirt. Oh, Sorry, so I just want to say it. It's not, is it, but that's more like a clear fluid. It's not like that chunky semen. Yeah. Oh, God. That's true. And chunky uh, semen. It's a great, right? great episode title. Um, <laughs> chunky semen. Yo, you like that chunky semen? Oh, shit. Wait, I want to talk about what do you something know? that you know, I, I'm, in, I'm curious I'm, I'm to hear so, your... I, why did she fucking not just get like a glass of whiskey? Was that she... girl, maybe she did in a meeting too. I don't know what went into it, but all you do in that situation, which is interesting as a cab driver, is you're encountering it for the first time. So you don't have a set reaction. You don't know how you're, you're going like, to act. Yeah. Mine was really like one of curiosity. I just watched the process. I was watching it like, yeah. and that became kind of like a metaphor for how I look at women as like a guy. Like I look at women like, and, and say like, oh, they're really hot or this or that. But I'm really looking at them like, um, it's almost sounds shitty that you are objectifying them, but you're not objectifying them like that's all they're good for. You're objectifying them like you're looking, you're interested in their beauty for nothing more than what it represents to your eye. Yeah, you dig, and well, that's do you what also do you also think it's interesting how people's beauty affects them? How women, certain women's beauty affects them? Yeah, and I affects mean, their personality because it's it, oh, if, women get treated completely different oh, based on their looks. Yeah, they have the about, balls to fucking masturbate in a cab. Think about <laughs> that. 
yeah, maybe an ugly chick doesn't do. Well, you want to know what the difference That's though is? A, I mean, I you want the ugly problem. chick as the ugly chick blows you as the driver. <laughs> you, want yeah. the, you want the chub the that came chick, out of the meeting and struck out. She has no self esteem. Pleases herself. Yeah. The ugly girl. Do you know where a woman pleases you? You know where a woman's self esteem has to be to Ugh. bang a cab driver. I know because I have to verbally abuse a woman into doing it. Quite I've only often. known gay men who have uh, had sex That's with cab drivers. That's a big thing, man. Yeah. That's a big thing. Because they're like closeted cab drivers and gay men who don't want to buy more drinks than they want to pay for cab fare. Oh, it's so funny. But there's two Latin guys in my cab. There's one guy, a Puerto Rican guy, who flies a Puerto Rican flag on his cab. Oh, really? And that's kind of like, so people know him. He has it on all four corners. It looks like a presidential limo. You know the <laughs> presidential so limo has the flag in all corners? <laughs> but he drives around. Uh, he has, it's his own cab. And he it's drives amazing. around Chelsea like all fucking day. And he's just hooking up. <laughs> I mean, not listen, he's not, he's oh, picking up fares. He's picking up fares. He's making a living. Yeah. But he's like, he's a, it is like a known thing that wow. that is kind of his MO and his cab is identifiable by those flags. One thing that you said to Corinne that I thought was interesting that she like brought up to me as like a topic to talk to you about was how you've noticed a pattern about how men talk about women. Yes. Oh, at the age of 38. Yeah. yeah. What is that about? What do you think? Um, I think I think now as you age, right, you you kind of process the totality of the conversations you've had. You know, you start you start conducting surveys in your own head on behalf of everyone you've ever talked to. <laughs> yeah. It's a good example. There's a book out called Ernest Hemingway on writing, okay? And it's just a collection. He of, just rolled his eyes. It's just literally a because I'm embarrassed. I mean, I'm a community <laughs> college guy. But it's a, someone bought it for me for Christmas. You can be smart too, No, Jimmy. but so, <laughs> I can't though. Someone bought it for me for Christmas. And I'm like, I don't know if this is really fucking insulting because like, they just read your book. Or yeah. they're like, oh, you're a writer. I don't know. I but think the, it was the latter. Okay. But the book consists of just every random quote he ever gave on writing. Whether it was in a personal letter, an yeah. interview, on TV, whatever. Um, and in, after reading that, I realized that you can you can do that in your head. You can you write your own book called Guys on Girls, like Guys yeah. on Pussy, you know, whatever it is. And you start curating all of like the thoughts you've heard about women and you start establishing percentages of what guys like. I mean, I do that. That's I like an analytical mind. <laughs> and um <laughs> I think in terms of what guys talk about women, it goes back to people being attracted to energy. This is a big part. Yeah. You know that when they say like she has something about her. Yeah. I don't even know if that's an energy thing. But I know, Could be. I just know for a fact that the hottest girls are not attracting the most guys. They're not. Like, meaning, no, the guys want to fuck them. Guys want to walk around with them. She look great. You feel like a million yeah. bucks walking into a room. Oh, but, but I you, think. Like beyond I, that. Because that, that is attracting I know, a guy. But this is what I think. I think if the three of us picked 10 girls. Mm-hmm. Okay. We got to, we agreed on these 10 girls. Mm-hmm. And then we blindly pulled these guys. Okay. Who do you want to fuck the most out of these 10 girls? Yeah. I think you would find the girl in like the 60th percentile is going to wind up getting the most likes. And She's re- well-rounded. Well, there's it's a re- beyond, you, you reach untouchable, I think, at a certain point. It's not even, It's a, no, it's about attraction. It's like yeah. they're all willing to fuck you. Which one would you fuck? Yeah. They'd fuck the girl in the 60th percentile because girls that look like just regular as you oh, age, yeah. become more attractive. As a kid, you're attracted to productions yeah. because they bring energy and, and you care about what people think about you when you walk into a room with it. Like when I was yeah. dating a stripper, Arm aside from Levittown Fridays, <laughs> it was a cool thing to do. Yes. Like a little kid who lives with his mom, you walk around like a hot black girl with blonde hair. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, anyway. Oh, dear. But getting paid, I wouldn't want that now. You don't want the girl because she draws attention to you. I think you actually become attracted to the girl who makes you feel calm. Mm. In the... 
It's that really, makes sense. It's really weird. But in the I beginning, Steven said that a lot. Well, yeah, because, it's a maniac's performing. Oh, yeah, yeah, and you understand. Like, I think you just have more life experience to be like, I've seen this face before, and a lot of times this kind of face goes with this kind of personality. That, that matters. But you know what it is? It's not even. It's not even like you know they say like, oh, hot girls aren't as good in bed because you don't have to try as hard. It's you know if you heard the connotation. Yeah, it's not of course, that. Yeah. It's not even because of that. Yeah. It's because there's something. It's the reason amateur porn is such a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's because there is something about turning out like the average like pretty good looking girl that's way more attractive because you don't see that sexuality on her right you can put it on her it makes her infinitely hotter to you like let's go somewhere with her that it's not outright it's it's, it's just no you're just you're animating something Mm. you're taking something that's pretty cool looking and now you get to turn you get to give it some type of life that you don't see at it from a glance in your head so i would just Mm. tell you I, i i think that's also part of the reason that hot the hottest girls aren't the best girls in bed yeah is I think it's because you don't bring it out of them yourself because it's already hot. You're already so turned on that I think the guys aren't influencing like the, not necessarily the conversation, but the actual act with the same level of tenacity and excitement because they're getting enough out of the fact that she's there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll just sit here and cherish this. That's what it is. It's just like yeah. you're looking at the Grand Canyon. Yeah. You're like, yeah. This, your, your pussy should come with a gift shop and I should yeah. get out of here. I mean, do you think there's nerves involved too? Like you're nervous around a super, super hot girl? No, I think I, I don't definitely not. I think it's I think it's more to the You're fact not? I know and I'm trying to sound like I know like I'm fucking Don Pablo. <laughs> yeah. you know? But when you see like even I when I see a girl that's like so attractive that I'm like uh-huh. shut the fuck up. It's like I can't I'm not nervous around her but I can't stop staring at her. I am glued to her face. Yeah but I think something and I want to be around. I her. think everybody I think I agree with that. I just think that I don't think that's necessarily a sexual thing. No, it doesn't feel like a sexual thing. There are people thing. that are just so, like I said, like to me, there are people that are so good looking. I it's will stare at them. It's the association thing, them. honestly. Like, yeah. I just want to be associated with you because you're super hot. I, yeah, guy or girl. That works. And again, that's why people do date for looks because you feel like a million bucks walking around with them. Yeah. It's a lot of but validation. But that always fades. Yeah, of course. It's like having an expensive wallet or something. It just makes you feel good, honestly. It is true. Well, it's a good analogy because, you know, they say like people, a girl have like a $2,000 purse with $20 in it. Yeah. That's what fucking the hottest girl in the world is. You walk around <laughs> with a $2,000 dollar purse with 20 bucks in it there's nothing good going on that's funny so yeah i think if you're out there and if you're a guy i think if you age i think what you'll notice is that um we really do start to gravitate back towards energy towards that something about her towards you know they say the crazy girl a lot of times the crazy girl um the one that really like shows up your house on christmas eve and throws a brick (laughs) through the window is a hard girl to resist because it's enthusiasm and that's at the end of the day (laughs) the point i was getting to is what men are attracted to what the real pattern is as i break down this whole study is enthusiasm (laughs) you want the girls that are really into you because you appreciate it because we're into we're we're into every girl yeah we're we're into every girl like when a guy says like oh i got bombed by banging this girl you would have banged us over yeah because if we're back and we're we're hooking up with the girls because that we're attracted we're into it we're in um so we so appreciate it when we see it coming back at us we're almost what we want out of you it's almost a male quality it's like a level of aggression and enthusiasm that we show regardless yeah guys we don't take any plays off even if the guy sucks in bed yeah he's into it he's going hard it might I, be horrible dude, but he's yeah. into enthusiasm it. is just at the older age though because what what about like the thing is like the fun of liking someone but then when they like you back you don't like them anymore that's well, also a thing but i think it's a younger thing i think I don't, I'm, I'm speaking to you as, like as, as specifically as a 38 year old guy is like yeah. what you is what you age towards and how the value system cha- changes right I think when you're younger i think the reason 
you know, they finally like you back and you don't want them anymore has more to do with the fact that you just really don't know what you want. Yeah. It's like, think of yourself as a 20 year old kid or a 19 year old kid. And you've probably evolved a lot to just be a different person because we're going, it's really, it's fucked up. But your twenties are your awkward phase. I they agree. really are. It's not like it looks awkward. That's like, you know, no, puberty. Are the worst it's, time. Yeah. yeah, yeah easily. It's, it's high your, school was a breeze. You waste so much. It really was. was wasn't goddamn it? Breeze. And goddamn I'm really looking forward to my thirties. But can because I I'm like, can I be just fucking stable? You just get over. You don't give a shit. That's well, twenties is because that's when you're figuring. That's when you're people think like, Oh, you're figuring it out when you're like deciding your major for college. Uh-huh. Bullshit. No, you're not. You're just, you figure out your life after you graduate college, after you're out the out the con- outside a the confines of the education system and you have to pay your Everyone's own bills planning everything to... for you through co- even through college like you that's like baby freedom that's yeah. training wheels and then you get out and you're like what the fuck yep. am i this doing sucks. life is hard with my life it's so true i oh, feel so, so hard <laughs> i wish someone would have told me it was gonna be this fucking hard oh it's such bullshit i wish but right that... after college is the worst time guys and then it'll get better you guys got this i got faith in all of you <laughs> I'm sitting that here was for the listeners. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of twenty-two-year-old girls. Listen, I'm sitting here as a thirty-eight-year-old guy who shops at Old Navy, but I'm on the cusp of men's <laughs> My warehouse. My brother shops at Old Navy. I don't know why to you listeners. I'm on the cusp. <laughs> You're wearing like a nice salmon-colored shirt today. Definitely Old Navy, though, right? This one, no. It's cute. Oh, really? I no. like it. It looks no. good on your skin. Do you know when I wear all? The only time I wear Old Navy is on TV. Oh really? For real? Because I kind of think it's it's like fun to me. It's like an underdog thing. <laughs> the spoils. Because oh, that's yo, sweet. Have you ever seen these people? Because it really does. It just they makes, always dress in these, and it's all ridiculous. This is the one thing about me and show business. Like I really grew up in. You're very blue collar. Yeah. Well, I grew up in like a really <laughs> sheltered town where like the things I'm doing to the people in my town are a huge deal. Like it's a huge, anything you do in showbiz well, in the town yeah. you grew up with because they're not doing it. Absolutely. But like to me, like in I, New York though, it's like, oh good, you're moving up the ladder like you should two, be. Whatever. There's two things. Yeah. There's two things. Stop it. But this, what I'm trying to say is <laughs> there's two things. Um, um, like to me, like I'm, I'm kind of like in show business to me as still the person who just wanted like four or five cool stories to tell in the backyard. Yeah. Cause that's what I come from. Yeah. And that's why I wear old Navy when I go on the air. Cause I'm trying <laughs> to connect to that. Like, I'm trying to connect to that like 52 year old version of me. That's not in show business. And you and always too want to hold on to that feeling of like, I'm almost there. You know, you never yeah. want to feel like you want to be there. horrified. Yeah. Can I tell you something? This goes to an important issue in society. People want minimum wage to be $15 an hour. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. I'm so fucking against it. And it's not because (laughs) it's not a livable wage. The minimum wage is not a livable wage. You don't make any money. It's horrible. Yeah. It's supposed to be horrible. Certain jobs are supposed to be there as a form of scared straight. (laughs) It's scared straight. If you take away all of the incentive in the world, which is what we're doing with all the compassion stuff, we agree with it. We're compassionate people. Yeah. But it hurts us. Yeah. It's like the fact that we just all said, oh, I liked high school. Yeah. You know how much that fucks your ambition? Because we liked high school. We don't, you need. Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't like high school. Just compared to my 20s. Oh, okay. It was, it was easier. I had, I had a great High school child. sucked. I had an amazing childhood. I resent the shit out of my mom for it now. Like, I loved it then, <laughs> but she was amazing. Yeah. And it's like, I didn't know that I needed I her to be. I agree with that. I think most of the problems in my life are due to the, the fact that I had such a perfect childhood that I have any issues. Like, I have to create issues now. You need adversity. To have any. You're the, you are the yeah. Michael Jordan of comedy. <laughs> That's what he would do. He would, he coined the phrase, the phrase bulletin board material. He would oh. find like an art article to hang up on the bulletin board and be like oh no they didn't <laughs> and then get mad and that's how he would prepare that's oh, so that's interesting. funny very get cool. yourself riled up so and i want to pr- i know it ha- you released your book last year 
Yeah, right? it came out last year. But were- but I think it's worth promoting because you have some really good oh, stories about driving cabs. Yeah. Um, I want to promote everything you do. Oh, you guys. But the book, I think, especially people would be interested in because it's all about the stories about driving a taxi cab and then your like life arc. It is perfect of having a kid. Dad. You want to know what it's cool for, really, too? Um, if you ever had like a fantasy about wanting to drive a cab, yeah. this will talk you out of it. <laughs> <laughs> talk some sense into you? You're just like, because you read know this the deal. book instead. And it's called Follow That Car. Follow That Car. Um, you can get on Barnes and Noble, Amazon. Yeah, um, it's, it's a great book. Books on demand, all the fun stuff. There's an audio book on Audible. Oh, good, uh, good, audio, oh, great. The audio book is actually badass because, like, the <laughs> the producer had like so much ambition. The publisher <laughs> was there like sound mixing. And no, stuff? that's what like, they did. They went out and they cast 68 actors to play the characters and stuff. It's like a movie. Oh, the audio cool. book is like an Orson Welles War of the World movie. So that's people are great. so like if people are having sex, you hear people having sex. If shots are being fired, oh, that's shots awesome. being fired. It's actually a pretty good production. I'd rather you read the book. Yeah, I mean it. The audiobook pays better. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy, but it's Jimmy not my slaved thing. Over that book, and yeah. I, it was really cool though. Like I voiced it. I voiced my part. Like, yeah, Jenny Fail voiced her part. Oh, that's by the way, awesome. did a fucking phenomenal job. Oh, so many, isn't it amazing how you know so many people who aren't in show business that are more talented than the people oh, in it? Because yeah. it, it yeah. doesn't mean it, there's no stakes. doesn't mean anything. No yeah. stakes. I had my friend Vanessa yeah. on yeah. here, and she was fucking hilarious. It was like one of the funniest episodes. Oh. I'm like, she's a salesman. Jenny, yeah, Jenny dominates every interview she ever does. Yeah, because it's what you just described. She didn't give a shit. Yeah, no stakes means everything. And you know what it is too? They're just like, they don't have that awareness we do as performers where we're analyzing every fucking word that comes our way. Yeah. Uh, That's like my first boyfriend. He was rich and he would just go into acting auditions and kill it and then tell me he was hanging out with Lauren Michaels later. And I would be like, that's all I want to do in my entire life is hang out with Lauren Michaels. And then, and then I would never, I still have never met him. No, never been in the same room. I almost spilled coffee on a shoe. That's dope. Never. He looked at me. I was, and he, I was like, yes. He walked by me one time when I was there as an audience member. <laughs> That's almost, the closest I've got. I almost, I almost asked Gwyneth Paltrow if she steams her vagina. But hey, it's not we've all book. had some crazy stories. Not in the book. Yo, Al, so, Al Pacino in the book. But uh, I dropped him off without oh. knowing he was in my cab. So oh, it wasn't like a, we didn't talk. You know when you're an old man and you make up shit? Yeah. This yeah. book's going to work against me because they're going to know I lie. Yeah. But in, yeah, the, yeah. Cause in the book, he was like on the phone mumbling. Yeah. And, 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 and I, until he got out, I didn't know he was in the cab, but he got out and the women started screaming at him. <gasps> Oh, wow. And chased him like into 30 Jesus Rock. I dropped him Christ. off at 30 Rock. Oh, really? He had a movie coming out with De Niro called Righteous Kill. Oh, fuck. oh I remember that. Yeah, it was right then. He was like, Damn. he was like making the media rounds promoting that book. Holy shit. That's I amazing. drove Dennis Hopper, though, like six months before he died. Whoa. And he like had a lot of things to say that I thought were really interesting and stuff. Oh, cool. That was badass. But no, most of it is really just like me driving around with like New York riffraff. Yeah, yeah. And kind of, it's really is like a hang. You I, have crazy stories. Oh, too, some of them are really fun. And like, I think a lot of times, too, um, especially with like crazy stories, I think. Um, we most of the craziest ones aren't in there because you kind of feel like then you're trying to write the book of crazy stories. Yeah. It's like what the editor had like the foresight to do was. Are we doing a commercial about no. your book? No, I just think it's fun. <laughs> I No, I think you can all learn this about like self-editing and shit. Yeah. Because uh, this is what the editor said to me. He's like, it, um, hey, it's a girl. I was going to say, Shout out girl, to Jamie I'm, Nelson. I'm really cool her. girl. Yeah, And um, we, had, we had salad the other night. So depressing. Aww, salad. Yeah, that is pretty bad. Like, you don't see a 220 pound guy shit. eat salad. Yeah. It was the saddest night of my he summer. He was crying. Like, a Greek salad. <laughs> uh, how did they go broke? It's $20 a salad. Can we talk about that? How did Greece go, bro? Uh, but uh, anyway, she just—they just—they just said get rid of like the craziest shit and make it about your life. 
Because yeah. the book of crazy stories gets boring after like a chapter. Yeah. She goes, oh, right. I get it. Something really weird's going to happen. Yeah. So there's some like nutty shit in there, but most of it is like kind of like informative in yeah. that. And it's heartfelt and sweet. It's all fun. And, and it's good time. If you want crazy, I liked it. you can have Tucker Max. If you want Tucker heartfelt, man. you have Jimmy Fallon. And then what's your find Twitter? Yeah. At Jimmy Fallon, F-A-I-L-L-A. Okay. Yo, watch the goddamn Kennedy show. Oh yeah, you're on the Kennedy show on Fox. Somebody has to. Somebody's got it. I'm usually on like Monday or Monday and Thursday. Okay. Okay. And you're on Red Island. You're on Jim Gaffigan's show. Oh, wow. So, yeah, the Jim Gaffigan show. I should say fucking this. Awesome. July 15th, it comes out. The show is so excited. It's loaded with comedians. He did, like, How the fuck did, are we not in it? This no, is literally what he did. You just, in the time they were casting it, you just happened to not run into him. That's how you, because there's no other qualification. <laughs> Every comic was in there. There is no other qualification. Yeah. It's not like, um, I mean, seriously, I mean, I might be in like briefly shown in like four or five episodes. One episode I play myself, oh, where hey. I'm like bringing him on and off stage. But oh, aside yay. from that, aside from that, it really is like, You'd be an asshole if you crammed it as a credit. Yeah, yeah. Just like, yeah. oh, that's my elbow when he's yelling at a tell. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Oh, yeah. that was the back of my face. I was behind Schumer when it's, they were talking. It's a lot of that. But like when people like um hear the story, they're like, oh, that's so cool. Like, you must like, you know, is he cool? I'm like, yeah, I don't really talk to him like that much. He yeah. blurred my book. He he's the best blurb on the back of my book. Yeah. And he just yeah. did it because he's fucking cool. He's cool. I've talked he's to him a lot. Just cool. After Bringer Show that I did at Gotham where uh-huh. Chris Mazzilli's fucking like business, like it Hanging was like out. the business, yeah, but yeah, it was yeah. it was a business party okay. and the crowd just the crowd kind of sucked yeah, yeah. and then I was outside smoking a cigarette and Gaffigan comes out he goes hey it wasn't you were really good it, that crowd oh, sucked that's and, really funny and I was like that. thank you that's what it is I don't think anyone knows him and hangs out with him he's it's really just for nice the, for the three minutes a month any of you talk to him <laughs> yeah. you're gonna find him to be really cool sweet, and helpful yeah there's no dude. like there's no chat there's no inside joke right. I've never shook <laughs> yeah. his hand the same way twice <laughs> and his wife is a fucking genius yeah. a lot of people don't know this but his wife writes everything with him she yeah. executive produces the show I yeah. was on Reddit last night they're getting interviewed separately um he got interviewed and then and then she got interviewed cool uh because like people in actual showbiz circles know that she is like she had she a comedy background yeah. and yeah. she's a badass yeah sure and his shit is cool. good he you is know that selling video? out very large venues do you know that oh, he's yeah he's doing like vegas theaters i mean yeah. he's doing grown-up comedy oh yeah he's not coaching you through a bringer show not at all he's not shopping he'll never at all, bring me up at a bringer show and uh he <laughs> but but it was her idea you know the video they put out yesterday that shows all the comics in the show this year uh-huh. like that trailer that yeah. was her thing it was fucking cool oh she's awesome yeah, awesome. she's a badass. So shout out to him. Watch that. It comes out July fifteenth on TV Land. Um, yeah, watch Kennedy. Watch Red Eye. All that shit they put Jimmy me on. Fair, but buy my follow book, on man. Twitter. Follow that car. Follow man. that car. It's inspirational for no other reason. I went to community college. I got a book deal. Yeah. Uh, so whatever rad. you're doing in life, so you can do anything. You're capable guys. of a fucking book deal. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you can. God damn it. And on that note, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> this has been guys. We fucked the anti slut Jimmy podcast. Thank you so much, Jimmy Fela. We'll, we'll always have this. this we'll, we will we'll always, always have this. this. Follow us on Twitter sry about last nyt. Uh, like us on Facebook and Instagram and like us and and comment on iTunes because it matters. I ain't no joke. I used to let the mic smoke. Now I slam it when I'm. Done. To make sure it's broke when I'm going, no one gets on. Cause I won't let nobody press up and mess up the scene I set. I like to stand in a crowd and watch the people wonder, damn. But think about it, then you understand. I'm just an addict addicted to music. Maybe it's a habit. I gotta use it, even if it's jazz or the quiet storm. I hook a beat up, convert it into hip hop form. Write a rhyme and graffiti in every show you see me in. Deep concentration, cause I'm no comedian. Jokers are wild if you wanna be tame. I treat you like a child, then you're gonna be named. Another enemy, not even a friend of me. Cause you'll get fried in the end when you pretend to be competing. Cause I just put your mind on pause and I complete when you compare my rhyme with yours. I wake you up and as I stare in your face, you seem stunned. Remember me?